This is Turn on the Jets Film Room, your weekly extensive breakdown of New York Jets X's and O's. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Blewett. Stop route in the middle, curl. I actually like to throw from Dawn. Maybe I want to see him get rid of the ball a little bit sooner as he sees a soft coverage, but I like how he leads him outside. Great freaking snag. That's a snag, man. And former Texas Tech All-American, current Arena League coach, and the hero of the Monday Night Miracle, Marcus, Marcus Coleman. Coleman. That is again by Coleman. You got to hand it to Marcus Coleman. He made the play earlier to pick it off in front of Gadsden, and then he read the eyes of the quarterback here. That interception is his third of the game, and that ties a Jets team mark. On Turn on the Jets Digital. And you are listening to the... 13th edition, uh, or 15th, sorry, wow, of uh, Turn on the Jets film room. Uh, we have some exciting things to break down, some actual good film to uh, talk about this week. Um, but before we get into all, all that, I should do the housekeeping. Uh, TOJ film room on iTunes, YouTube, Turn on the Jets, and then just subscribe there. We appreciate all the new subscribers since we started. We've gotten, I think, a couple hundred now, so we appreciate that. Um, leave reviews and subscribe. We greatly appreciate that as well. Uh, we got another five-star rating and review this week from Richie P18. Uh, said some stuff like we break down tape like no one else does. He learns a lot. And then he said, awesome to hear a Jets fan favorite and Marcus Coleman on the show. Uh, you can email me still for questions. Uh, Blue at Joe, T-O-J at Gmail. And then Twitter, uh, I'm at JoeRB31 and Marcus is at PatchMC42. Um, still having issues with the uploading of videos for the film review. So I don't know what's going on with that, but I'll try to figure it out. It's just really giving me a hard time. Um, but that's the housekeeping stuff. Marcus, man, what is up? We got a uh, positive week this week, so I'm excited. Man, I know. I'm, I'm trying not to be too excited. So but <laughs> something good to talk about at least. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, this is what I said to you before. The Jets will they'll win a couple and get you really excited, and then they'll lose a couple really badly, get your hopes down, and then win a couple, and get you really excited. Like, it's just – there's no, like, middle ground where they, they're getting blown out or choking or not showing up in halves like first Miami, you know, Cleveland, and the Jags, and then they have two blowout wins where it's like they're winning by, like, three touchdowns, which I, I don't understand the no middle ground there. But uh, let's get into that now. Um you know, we have a lot of good tape to break down, which is which is good. Obviously, the Jets winning 34-16. to 16. And as we do it, when the Jets win, we start with studs. And my third stud, I don't know if you're going to agree with this, because actually, you know, I left somebody off who was pretty hard to leave off. But Darnold actually got my, my, third, uh, my third stud of the game, 10 for 22, which I'm going to go over a lot of the missed passes and stuff like that. 198 yards, nine yard average per attempt, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, what do you think about Darnold this game? And then we'll get into some. I'll get into literally a, cr- a crap load of passes that were missed because people just look at the box score. That's what they like to do. But I'm going to explain a lot of it. Um, right. But what do you think? You know of of him overall. I mean, I thought for the most part he played pretty well. I mean, I didn't. You know, I, I mean, you can't necessarily say it was a a great game, you know, or anything like that. But I thought. And I hate using the word, so I'm not going to use it. He was serviceable. Uh, he drove the car like it needed to be driven, you know. And and you know, you know, with the exception of I think the one interception, you know, I think for the most part he played well. I mean, he, mm-hmm. you know, I, I saw a little bit of growth in regards to, especially against 
you know, Denver's pass rush and everything, you know, I saw a little bit of growth and yeah. And um he he does look like, you know, he's maturing a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. you know, game by game. So so that was good to see. I, I did definitely see that, you know, out of him out of him in, in you know, during the game. Yeah, I uh, I actually I really like this game. Um and people look at the box score, you know, ten for twenty two, and this is why film will always win because um and he took a sack as well, but I'm just going to go over some of the missed passes. I'm not going to show every single of the 12 missed passes. Um, one pass was tipped by Miller. Uh, one was uh, tipped by Derek Wolf. Um, one pass, which is the one on the screen right now, he actually missed curse a little bit. He had one miss to a on and out where Donald had a little bit of a wide base and his, his point foot was a little bit off. Um, and then other than that, you know, he had one, mi- uh, one drop to Tomlinson on a beautiful ball rolling out to the right sideline, which I'll uh, bring up. Another one was a 40-yard post to Anunwa. That was a clear pass interference call that wasn't called, so that wasn't really his fault. He actually led him beautifully. Uh, another was an interception, but the ball was tipped at the line on a – I think it was a bubble screen to Roberts. And then another was a drop by Anunwa on a bubble screen. Um, another one was, a, I think, a, a tip ball by a DB, and then he missed curse on and out. So at, out of those 12 missed passes, he only really missed three throws that I thought like weren't good balls. So, right, you know, it's it's not it's not like he he missed twelve throws. Like, and and we'll be honest with if you've been listening to the show for more than you know three seconds, you know that we'll be very honest when people play you know uh, poorly or well. But when nine of those twelve balls are not really his fault, or the receiver dropping it, or pass interference calls, I'm not going to kill him too much. Now, maybe you can blame him for um, a tip pass or two, but at the same time, Marcus, I'm sure if you were um, in a meeting room for these teams and they know the Jets get rid of the ball a lot on screens and stuff like that, they're going to, they're going to tell the defensive ends outside linebackers to read the drop, uh, read Donald's eyes and try to get, you know, your hands up at the line of scrimmage. So you, you know, that quick passing game negates the pass rush at times. So, um, Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and I'll be going to talk to that, you know, once, you know, especially when, if the old line is retreating, and you got to redirect. And the first thing that all D line coaches tell tell you know the defense line to do is get your hands up. So, I mean, you, you, that's why I said tip balls, things like that, especially at the line of scrimmage. You can't, you know, on screen plays, you can't really. I don't know if you can necessarily blame it on the quarterback if, if um, you know, there's either hands up in his face or yeah. you know if the angle is you know if it's a tough angle to you know to mm-hmm. try to throw it to the running back. I don't. You can't really fault the QB all the time for. You know, for yeah. when that happens. Yeah, and that was three of his incompletions were just tip balls, and then I three drops by a noon So that's six right there, and then a couple right. of other ones like you'll you'll see. Like this was this was one of the ones where, um, you know, uh, whereas Curse is going to run, it's like almost like a switch concept, and uh, or actually almost like a switch divide concept, and uh, Curse is basically just running deep over. He's altering a little bit because of uh, you know, number thirty four's leverage right there. But Donald actually. He, he, I, so people said this was a pass interference. I could see why is it like people wanted to be a pass interference. Obviously, there's really early contact, but I see also when the splits like people get on the refs a little bit too much at times where it's it, this is happening within two, three seconds. So, right, this ball was probably uncatchable. He was not going to catch this. Like, this is at the point where it's pr- pretty much even with him. So, um, I actually think Donald missed, missed this throw. And if you look at his footwork, you could, you could tell a little bit why as well. Um, right. He's not really driving through that front foot, and look where his front foot is pointed as well. I always say that point foot wants to go where the ball, or you want to point that foot and drive it towards where you want the ball to go. His his hallway is good, where his hallway is pointing to where he wants the ball to go, but it's, he, his uh, lead foot is pointing the other way. So his mechanics are off a little bit here. 
Um, and he, and he misses the, he misses the throw. I didn't really think this was a, a terrible call uh, by the ref. So. No, it's not. I mean, it's, I mean, one, it's a difficult throw, but two, yeah, yeah I, don't, I mean, it's not a catchable ball, you know, just, you know, mm-hmm. just because of where Donald places it. So, I mean, I, I think, I mean, I'm not even being biased here. I mean, I just, I think that was a good no call, you know, to tell you the truth, just where everything is. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's I, I can understand why watching the replay, it obviously looks like right there, like, what the hell? You didn't have a chance to catch it. But at this point, it's not really – it's not catchable. Like, it, I get it, but it's it's a ticky-tacky call. So, uh, let's not let's not kill the ref for that. But, yeah, it's, 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 it was a missed throw by Donald. But, that you know, it is what it is. He really did not miss a lot of uh, throws this game. I, actually, I think he played actually pretty well. So, uh, let's get into another one where I was talking about where he rolls out to the right sideline and finds Tomlinson on. I, I thought it was a, a pretty damn good ball um, from – what uh, twenty-one personnel? You know, play action. He, re- he drops back, reads the middle of the field, sees the pocket starting to collapse a little bit. You got both uh, Wolf and Pecco getting their hands up, so he has to scramble out to the right. Uh, good job by the offensive line too. If you actually watch Beecham on the left side right there, uh, he gets bull rush a little bit by by Miller, but he holds him up. So that's that's a good job um, by him. And the offensive line played really really well this game, which is surprising. Uh, so Donald's rolling out to the right. And he makes a throw, you know, on the run. And, yeah, it's only it's only a 15-yard throw, but on the run over two guys' hands and into Tomlinson's outstretched arms. And it's it's in Tomlinson's hands. you got to catch that ball. And yeah. uh, and he drops it. So this is one of the drops where, okay, it goes on incompletion on the stat sheet. But is this, a, is this Darnold or is it is this Darnold making actually a really good play and Tomlinson dropping it, you know, who, who comes out on – you know, basically it just looks like he's like, I'm going to stop route and just adjust the Darnold. But ball is in your hands. you got to catch it. Yeah, you got to catch that. I mean, I guess you can say that's a tough catch, but I mean, but because of what the the, the wide receiver is, I mean, really the way Donald's rolling, yeah, and, and the position of the defensive back, I mean, that's you know the ball that that's the perfect spot for the ball. To tell you the truth, yeah, I mean, yeah. you just got to make that catch. Yeah, he's a he's more of like a blocking tight end, so I, he's I'm not, like not expecting him to make like fantastic plays. But you're in the NFL, I want to see you you know catch that ball. You do get paid millions of dollars to do it. Um, <laughs> I really do. But hey, uh, so and that was actually funny too. I, I think I told you about week or week two when those guys were like fist fighting in the parking lot for an hour. We actually had the TV on after the game, watching the four o'clock games, and they walked up. It was kind of awkward, but we had a good time. It was it was a fun game. But going to this game and. The Broncos drive like 25, 30 yards. I was like, okay. The Jets make them punt. I was like, thank God. Uh, And I was like, okay, like, you know, whatever. Second play of the game uh, of the offensive offensive game or drive the first series, uh, Powell fumbles it. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And then they scored like two plays after. I was like, this is not going to be pretty. And then they actually came out and, you know, blew out the the freaking Broncos. It's kind of like similar to the Lions game. They get down really early, and then from that point on, they pretty much dominate. Um, and this play, it's actually it doesn't look like anything big when you when you're watching on 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 the uh, on film. And I I run on a film on the TV broadcast angle, but actually one I like the setup of here. They're really really patient to to allow this this screen to develop, and I like this that Donald. You could see that his his arm slot is a little bit adjusted there, where he's not throwing a completely overhand where he knows that number 31 right here is is blitzing and he's in his face. So if he was to throw this ball normally and maybe just float it, it, it might have been a, uh, a pass deflection. But I like that adjusted arm, that arm slot to, to widen the ball's path out right there to get past number 31. And then it goes to uh, to Tomlinson for you know 12 yards. So does it seem big on broadcast? No, but 
when you have those smarts already at, at 21 years old, I think this is something that you don't want to, uh, to overlook. It doesn't look huge, but I think it is something definitely to note, Marcus. No, it is. And that's one of those, you know, intangible things that most people don't look at and people don't realize, you know, the, the different angles that quarterbacks throw, you know, use to, to get the ball out. And, you know, we see this, you know, across the league with several, you know, other good quarterbacks, whether it be Aaron Rodgers, you know, Brady can do it. I mean, Pat Mahomes is doing it now. So usually he's actually really good at it too. Uh, Stafford does that a lot too. Yeah. Stafford, yeah. Stafford does it a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, that, and that's, you know, it's valuable. It may not seem like a lot, but that's valuable. You know, when you're talking about different angles that you need to get the ball to your receivers and, mm -hmm. and people are moving. So that's, it, and it's difficult to do, you know, that's not something that everybody can do. Yeah, exactly. um, you know, That's why those guys that, that I named off, you know, they're, you know, they've, they've been pretty special in this league at, at doing those things. And he looks like he has that as well. Yeah. Hey, anytime you want to mention, uh, you know, Sam Donald and, and Aaron Rodgers in the same sentence, I'm, I'm good with it. Um, yeah. it with <laughs> so, uh, no doubt. Yeah, and, and, uh, Phillip rivers too. He does, he does that even though his, his throwing motions is just so off, but the ball gets there. So it is what it is. And people said like, so this is, this is stuff that I, I hear a lot. And this is the touchdown to, um, Rob Anderson, which is probably one of his best throws of, of the year, if not the best throw. And people automatically assume he's looking off the safety. I, I'm not going to come out and say that because I don't know if Quincy Nunois was his first read here as he's dropping back and looking to the right um, out of this, what is it, uh, 22 personnel, um, tighter set. And I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if, if Quincy Nunois was necessarily his first look and he just he, and he looked at a Nunois, saw that the guy was playing over top, had him basically stacked, so he, went, he came off of that read. Um, but then he goes to Anderson, and Anderson doesn't even. If you're looking at the top of the screen right here, he doesn't even do anything really special. Like he gives, like, like I said, that that slight stab, and it looks like he might be running a corner route. But he just runs by Roby. There's nothing special about that route. But I like right. that Donald is now. This is going to be a big part of this offense if this develops. Where uh, where Donald. Because, listen, Josh McCown has chucked the ball up sometime to Anderson. I don't want him to chuck the ball up all the time to Anderson. But if he's even close to even. He's leaving because he is he is that fast and he just trusts uh, Anderson to get uh, to get by Roby right here and and I wanted to get the full view of this play I could have got the the highlight angles of this but I wanted to show that little look off or that first read either way even if it's not a, a look off it's his first read goes back to uh, to Anderson and look where this ball ends up this is pretty much the perfect that's the perfect location. It literally does not get better than that because it's, to the, it's, it's leading him to the sideline. It's not in his hands where it's too outstretched where it's a difficult catch, but it's enough where it's just a slight bend in the elbows and right in the bread basket right there. So that, that literally does not get any better than that. No, no, that's a good throw. And, no, and, and I mean, initially I know you said you couldn't tell or – I mean, he does look the safety off. It's not even because of read. I mean, I okay. think he's going to answer him the whole time. If you look at his head, you know, from a, you know initially from the snap, he's looking to the right right now and you can see the safety once he stays there for a little bit longer he starts you know he starts pedaling you know to this way and then he comes right back to Robbie you know it makes a you know like you said that was a great throw uh and, and I mean these are the plays that I guess everybody's been waiting to see you know been waiting to see you know us included you know all year and you you have these opportunities especially against teams like Denver they play a lot of man coverage uh you know, where, where they're single, you know, they're single on the outside. You have a lot of opportunities like this. And, and this is one of those times where they took advantage of it. Yeah. I, uh, I was freaking, I was pumped. This is right before, uh, right before halftime. So the jets went up, I believe it was 20, yeah, it was 21 to 10 at that point. I was like, damn. So that was, 
I think that was his best probably throw of, of the year, if not one of them. Uh, I, I got three more plays from Darnold um, from, from this game. Like I said, I'm not going to go over all the drops because that would just be ridiculous. But I just highlighted them, um, you know, myself. And this is the, this is the play where Anunwa is just running, you know, a, a post. Um, and for whatever reason, the game kept lagging like this. I don't know why the, the tape was doing that where it's lagging like that. But uh, regardless, um, I think this is, again, I think this is a pretty much a perfect ball where he's over top of that of Roby right there. He's, he's leading uh, Anunwa, you know, vertically and horizontally away from Harris. But Harris, and I'll show it from a different angle, this, that location pretty much does not get any better than that. Um, but if you look back to the angle of why he was slowed down, that is That's pretty right. much as clear as it gets of a, of a holding. So the ball just hits his fingertips. And if he wasn't held right there, outstretch arms, absolute perfect throw. That's a dime. And uh, yeah. it was negated by, by a, you know, a holding or that, a defensive pass interference. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's PR all the way. But, no, like, I mean, that is a great ball. That's six. I mean, if he doesn't get held, that's six. You know, knowing, you know, hopefully, you know, Anuwa would catch that if he wasn't getting held. But, yeah, that's definitely a touchdown all the yeah. way. Yeah, I don't think the location gets any better. I, I really don't. So, this is another play that, okay, goes down as an incompletion. That's why, you know, Boxer doesn't tell really a lot at all um, because, like I said, I don't think it gets, it gets uh, much better. And now we'll look at the uh, – you know, the interception that he had, and it's nothing really. The only I want to ask you a question about this because it's kind of weird. Uh, it, not necessarily like too, too weird, but it was just something that was a little odd of, of actually Kelvin Beecham on this play where they're just running, a, you know, it looks like a, basically it, it's a screen. It's a screen to, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Andre Roberts right here in a you know, right. three, by, three by one set where he just go, he'd break into the flat and then both the outside receivers are blocking for him. And the only weird thing about this is, if you look at this, uh, Beecham and the you know stand up, uh, you know Fortech. I, I believe he's he's actually a little bit inside of Beecham. I think Beach, Beecham jumps way too far inside right here, which allows it's actually Ray to to get outside and get that get into the passing lane. So I don't know why Beecham jumps so far inside right there, which leads to the it leads to the pass deflection and interception. So uh, it's just a little odd of of Beecham's play right there to me. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know he's. I know he's got to get a block on Ray and try to seal him off, you know, because the, the guards pulling. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he still created more room. He created more room outside to you know allow Ray to get upfield as opposed to just sliding over. And if anything, just washing him down. And you and Donald can slide outside like he always does and, and still be able to deliver the ball. So I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah, like if anything, like I would rather yeah, like you said, like like a, like a down block or something like that. And yeah, just, just, just go watch yeah. Him. Just, even though, yeah, even though the guard's pulling, just just take your step and just and really, if he runs into you while you're sliding, then you just you stay on him. You know, if he tries to take the inside, then just go ahead and wash him down. The play's coming outside anyway, so he's yeah, no factor, he's no factor in the play. Yeah, exactly. It's not like they're actually running like a power run here. We have to worry about that about that you know backside B gap. It's just it's it's a screen. So if anything, just don't let him get to the passing lane. So I actually think this is Beecham's fault. And what is Donald's really supposed to do right here? Right. Um, so that's an interception that I thought was kind of bogus. This isn't going on the statute as an interception, but I guess that makes up from the couple he should have thrown uh, last week versus the Jags. We probably should have thrown a, a solid two or three, but we right. get away with some stuff. And then there's plays like that where, um, you know, either that play with a tip screen or a freaking prior give it up on routes, which is another interception that Donald has this year. Uh, last play of Donald, and I just put this as Donald's seed, <laughs> third and 12. And it's literally um, – so for me, I would call this a, a – 
it's it's almost like a smash concept, but when the inside when that outside receiver like that breaks it inward, I call it a trina concept. You have d- double trina concepts too, where it's double ends uh, yeah. from the outside. I call it a trina concept, and it's another. It looks like it's it's man up top or at the bottom. Sorry, and this is a throw from he drops back. He takes a you know one two three step drop, which is like a five step drop because it's out of it's out under center, and opposite hash all the way to the sideline like that with perfect location again before curse goes out of bounds. This is a, this is a big boy throw as I call it. This is, this is a seed. So I, I love, this is probably this and Robbie Anderson throws were, were really, really good. See, it's skipped again. I don't know why I keep freaking doing that, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah, no, but no, this is, no, this is a great ball. Bro. I mean, when he, he has the ability to make these throws. You just, you know, you just have to see more consistency in a lot of these throws. And, mm-hmm. But he's definitely he definitely has the ability to make these throws, and like you said, again, this is another great throw, you know, outside away from the defender, you know, mm-hmm. you know, inside the sideline, you know. So, I mean, you can't put it, you can't place it any better than that. Yeah, it's right on him. Now, if like yeah, the if, really he, if the trailing you know corner Roby Roby got beat up this game, damn. Um, if he was a little bit closer, then yeah, maybe you want to lead it a little bit farther to the sideline. But he had room and he put it right on his body. So, uh, yeah, he's. He, this is these, these are a lot of throws I saw. I saw him make it USC, and yeah, you want to see him be more consistent. But you really, and I'm not just saying this. I'm a Jets fan. You do have to take into into note the dude is 21 years old. <laughs> like, right? He, you know, he just was able to go and buy a Miller Lite at a bar. Like, he has a lot of room to grow. But from and and the fir- that that three game stretch was a little bit disappointed. But the flashes she's showing already through five games, I, I'm impressed. Uh, I really do think he's going to be a good quarterback. Give him a look at look at golf in his first year, and now yeah. look what he is. I think golf was a guy who people were were killing his first year, killing. People are hyping up Donald, so I think I think Donald's even doing better than golf did in his rookie year. And there's a lot of factors into that. He also had Jeff, Jeff Fisher as his Jeff coach. Fisher, right? I was about to say, yeah, he, <laughs> golf was under Jeff Fisher, which doesn't bode well for quarterbacks. But, but but Donald's also under Bowles, which is not you know it's not Belichick. So um, I, I'm I'm impressed with Donald so far. I think what he's shown, you you have to be impressed, especially in those games against Miami, against Jaguars, and against the Browns. You have to take into the fact that. One in the Miami game, nobody was getting open. He was running for his life all three of those games. It's hard for any rookie quarterback to come into. And like we talked about it last week, Marcus, that listen, people like to like they're either like really heavy on the side of oh three games in ten days, or they like kind of blow it off. Let's not let's let I'm kind of in the middle on it where you don't have as much time to game plan for for these teams. So that 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 did hurt him. Um, I actually heard one of the announcers say, oh, well, this is what happens when Donald has a week of preparation. I'm like, you do know versus the Jaguars, they had like 10 days of prep. But um, right. <laughs> regardless, uh, so my, my second stud uh, is actually uh, – man, I'm actually going to give it to the O-line. Um, I, I had it flipped to the other person. But I'm going to give it to the O-line. Um, yeah, I know. Are you going to flip it? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to flip it just because – Cruel is obviously going to be my number one because just the re- he he broke a record, so I, I kind of have to put that on um, him there. But the offensive line, a lot of the plays I'll get into is just with Crowell. Uh, they they balled out this game. They they all did. And Crowell, after seeing four rushes for uh, zero yards last week, played really really well this game. And uh, you know this is what the Jets imagined they got him. And I like that. You know him and Powell. Dude, listen, Powell obviously the fumble hurt him but he averaged five, you know 20 20 carries 99 yards so five yards carry or four four nine nine is really good as well and 
Um, I thought Winters was the best offensive lineman on, on this team. Uh, this game, he played really, really well. And even just on this play, like a tight zone um, from Gunn. And Winters, you know, helps with that with that combo block, that uh, ace combo block thing, and he gets to the second level. I don't know if you'd call it something different, Marcus, uh, different terminology. Um, but yeah, I like one thing. Okay, yeah. So, but he, he gets it on this combo block, and the whole time he's keeping his eyes on that linebacker, and he peels off at the perfect time. You know, keeps uh, keeps that gap shielded, and he gets that block too, which is which is why Powell gets you know sixteen yards. This hole in the NFL is pretty much as big as it gets. So good job right. by Shell right there to keep. 54 outside, uh, shielded off. Good job on that combo block. Uh, good job by even Carpenter on the backside. That's a, it was a great play by the offensive line right there. No, it definitely was a great play. And, and I like the – I mean, even though I don't think Donald's that much of a run threat when, you know, you know out, of, out of zone read. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, just the, the fake, you know, the, the action itself holds the linebacker and allows – yeah. And allows the lineman to get up on him, you know, to the second level and block the linebacker. You know, that's that's actually this is a good play design. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, what I saw in this game was was particularly in the run game, they really just used Denver's asset, you know, against them, which is their speed, you know, overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, with you know the two guys on the outside, you know, being you know as fast as they are, they're not you know like bigger defensive ends, but when you can get those guys wide and then have the ability to block, you know, the two inside guys with with four guys. You know, I think that's what helped them out a lot, you know, and that's why they had success in the run game. Yeah, and then this this play, uh, which it's a little bit, you know, cloudy. Um, but this is another play by by Winters where, you know, he's he's dropping back into into his into his blocking zone and he doesn't see anybody coming, but he sees uh he's which is it just looks like a like a stunt with a linebacker. Right. Um, and you have Ray coming up, you know, in that stunt, and Winters just lays him out. So yeah. <laughs> I, I love to see this. Stuff. This is this is what offensive line should look like, you know. Yeah. Guys laying dudes out, especially when you have a you know 250 pound guy, 260 pound guy coming against 300 pound um, offensive lineman. So uh, really nice play by by Winters right there. And then I have another play of uh, Winters where he, like I said, I think he's so far which. The offensive line has been super inconsistent. He's probably been the best, him and Shell on the right side, but that's not saying a ton. I would like to see more consistency, but you have to give right. credit where it's due. In this game, they played well. The Browns game, they played okay at times, and then the uh, Lions game, but they're just a little bit too inconsistent. So, And this yeah, is another yeah, good play. Definitely. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say you're right about the inconsistency because even if you watch this game, just looking mm-hmm. at like their mechanics, their body position was a lot better than what we've seen over the past couple of weeks you know, in regards to being able to set up blocks. And even in the last clip that you showed, that you showed you know, everybody was bent at the waist, knees bent. Uh, you know, they're, you know, sometimes they're still a little bit too wide, but at least they're trying to, you know, keep their hips underneath them and establish that position. So, I mean, this has to be something that, you know, good offensive lines as a group are able to do that every weekend, you know, not just, yep. you know, every third game or, or something like that. And that's, like we said, that's been the issue is consistency. Well, yeah, that's why, like I, like I said, the show I do with Scott X is those quick hits after the game. That's why I said because people get like really high or really low. They really react to one game where one game the offensive line sucks, one game they're really good, one game they suck. Like, and it's the same people saying that. But the key, and I think you would agree with me, Marcus, let me know if you don't. The key to being considered good in the NFL is consistency. Every yep. player in the NFL are all-star athletes, and they're going to make good plays or have good games. But the key to being considered good is is stringing along those games. You know, three, four, five, six good games in a row, not one bad game, 
two good games, two bad games, one good game. So, do you, would you agree with that? That's kind of what the offensive line has been. That's a guy like a like guy like Buster Screen, really good game, really bad game. So, it's kind right. of why I still view them as below average or, or bad at times. Right. No, I agree with that. And like, you, and consistency is that's the key word, you know, in the NFL. Everybody, like you said, everybody on the field at every position, you know, everybody's got talent, everybody's athletic, you know, to some point, uh, but. The, you know, the people that stay in the longest or, or make the most plays are the ones that are consistent in, you know, in their preparation and the ones that translate that, you know, from, from practice during the week onto, you know, to game day, you know, on the film. So yeah. that's, that's definitely the key word. Yeah, and on this play, the last one of the, of the offensive line, this is Winters again where he's jump-setting the, um, the three-tech, which is basically he just, he's just taking the fight to him where you have like a vertical set, jump set, you have a 45-degree set. But this is a jump set. He's taking the fight to him. Uh, good hand position. He's, you know, they keep their, their, fight, their hand fighting the entire time. And then he snatches him, which I, I, you know, I love the snatch. When you, got, when you have a defensive lineman leaning a little bit too much into their arm, you can see he's, leaning, he's trying to one-arm him right there. He's leaning mm-hmm. really far into that arm. He's, he's chopping that arm down with his with his outs with his inside arm and he, and he taking the uh, the the defense or the, the three tech down to the ground. So another nice uh, you know pass blocking set by uh, Winters right there. And that's actually the I believe this is the um, the pass interference call with uh, with a noon wall where they missed it. But uh, nice game from him. Yeah, definitely a good game from him. Like I said, I mean this is something. So you can't say that they can't do it. So yeah. this is, the, I mean, because Denver's, you know, their front is considered to be one of the better fronts in the league. For sure. You know, so, uh, you know, you can't say they don't have the ability to do it. It's just a matter of being able to do it consistently week in and week out is obviously where everybody, you know, is up in arms about it. And what we like to see, and I'm sure they would too, you know, but they, they just have to keep working, keep working on their technique. And, and, you know, when they get in the games, you know, apply what they've learned or worked on during the week. So, you know, so you can have this, you know, these results every week. Yeah, this is why, like, they're not the worst in the league, like, because, like, the Giants are probably one of the worst in the league, but they're still, like, I would say, like, in that, in that, you know, low 20s uh, to mid 20s range where they're just, they, they have to do more consistently. And, and they have a, you know, a, not a test against the, the Colts, but they should come out and if they can block like this against the Broncos. They should be able to block much better or, or you know, uh, kind of show the same re- results versus the Colts defensive line, who the Colts defense, minus a few guys, is really nothing special. Um, and this play, actually, Winters gets blown up a little bit on this play, but that's going to happen. It's, you know, 50, whatever, or, you know, 30 something run plays. Uh, looks like, a, you know, lead mid zone or lead outside zone. And Winters actually gets blown up a little bit. So uh, Thomas has to cut back into the, into the B gap. And this is just from, from Crowell. Crowell, I think this is smart because obviously he sees, uh, you know, Von Miller right there with outside leverage. He sees the, the flash of his helmet. Um, so he cuts back inside. And at this point, he, you know, he's pretty much screwed and he cuts back outside. So some nice shiftiness there, some nice uh, vision. Then he breaks Von Miller's tackle, gets another five yards. So he works hard mm-hmm. for this five yards right here for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, I mean, running, you know, having the ability to run the ball and, mm-hmm. and even, you know, catching, catching passes, you know, out of the backfield, we've never had this issue with Crowell. I mean, he's always shown that he, he's had the ability to do this. I mean, obviously – you know, and and if I'm wrong, you know, tell me. You know, we've always just had issue with his pass blocking, which I don't mm-hmm. think he's good at. You know, good at at all. But being able to make these shifty cuts and, and and break tackles, I mean, he he. You know, we've seen you know we've seen this movie before. He's definitely got the ability to do it. Don't like I don't like that he's having to work so hard for these you know five or six yards. But I mean, but he makes something happen, and that's you know when he gets the ball in his hands, that's the kind of back that he is. 
Yeah, the, the yeah the only I would say that the biggest problems with his game is that if pass block is probably number one, and then his his vision at times is inconsistent. Where you'll see a hole that's pretty open, he and he won't cut through it, which is it's easy to see that on tape, honestly. Um, and it's kind of like easy, like Monday morning quarterback it, but at the same time you see a hole you're supposed to explode through it. But I understand how hard it is. Obviously, he's an NFL running right. back, so right. like, oh, I want to cut through that hole, but you know you have to break down what you got to break down. But um, yeah, so and and he, like I said, he he balled out this game for sure. Like I said, oh, I didn't even bring up the stats, but 15 rushes for 219 yards, which broke a Jets, uh, you know, record. I think the the last one was like 209 or whatever it was. 14.6 yard average per run is absurd. And obviously, it was aided by a couple yeah. of huge runs, uh, one touchdown. So he played, and him and Powell. It's like I wish Powell got like my OCDs kicking in. I wanted Powell to get one more freaking yard for a hundred, and then they were like, yeah. 10, they were like ten yards short of the Jets' franchise record for uh, just rushing yards in general. Or I think one of I think one of the biggest rushing games actually was against uh, was Thomas Jones against the Patriots in like two thousand and twelve or thirteen, and uh, and the Jets still lost that game. The Jets controlled the possession like it was like forty five minutes, like fifteen minutes, like something absurd that game. And they still lost, but uh, so. And, and this is the, the 77 yard run. And apparently, you know, the Jets ran this play a couple of times. And then some Mitchell uh, told Cruel to watch the outside because the Broncos defense was collapsing too far inside, which is, which is what they do here. They, they collapse pretty far inside where number 55 doesn't maintain his, his outside leverage where he's not, he's kind of, he's, he's really, he's crashing down pretty hard right there. Um, Harris actually just takes a pretty, pretty bad angle right there and then Roby too he I know he's trying to contain the outside right here but he's taking a like his hips are open fully outside like not shuffling so he takes a bad angle yeah Stewart here takes a bad angle so like uh listen we break down films we're gonna be very honest about this game the Broncos suck this game too let's 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 just be honest no they Um, did they didn't play well at all I mean they were they were off in every facet of of the game I mean they really were yeah, especially yeah. on defense, bad tackling, bad angles. I mean, like you see here, I mean, all Roby has to do is just come to square up. Be like, okay, well, either he's going inside, or outside. You're already on the outside hip. Exactly. So he'll probably stick you outside, and you're already sitting there. Then all you got to do, you know, is slide back in and make the tackle. Um, the safety does the same thing. He should be coming more inside out. I mean, but he's he's coming so fast, he overruns it, and you know, crawls out the gate. So Denver was bad too. I mean, but I don't want to take anything away from. Mm-hmm. You know, from the Jets at all. I mean, they they capitalize on on you know on, on every mistake that Denver made. And that's what you have to be yeah. doing. This. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like it's the Jets executed, and and that's that's all well and good. But we have to point out the bad play of them too, because like like you said, if he just breaks down a little bit here and and uh, eats up that cushion, even even if he you know like you said, give that hard stab you know outside and cuts back inside. He's gonna he's gonna slow him up and at least at least make him make a harder cut. And then you know Harris is there. Or right. Stewart is, or and even if Stewart does it, if Stewart breaks down a little bit too, you have you know uh, Brandon Marshall right there, and then forty-seven, whatever his name is. So mm-hmm. this is bad tackling. Obviously, it was a good, you know, play by Crowell, one to uh, show that shiftiness and the and the speed in the open field. And you know, and I'm gonna shout out uh, Pryor here because we getting we've been getting on Pryor for you know not showing effort, but this play he showed effort, man. He he got in the way at fifty-four right there, cut him off, slow him, uh, slowed him down. Continues yep. the run, and then he, you know, I don't, I don't, obviously, uh, who is that? Is number 20, number 24, number 26? No, is that Pac-Man? Yeah, yeah, it's Pac-Man, yeah, 24. So, I don't think Pac-Man's going to make this tackle, but still, really nice effort by Pryor there. So, we have to be, you know, honest in our assessment, and, and Pryor 
showed some effort this game. So I like that as well. But um, yeah. yeah, it's a good hustle play. That's all effort right there. I mean, yeah. like you said, you can't coast it. But yeah. we're probably got to see that more. You know, especially when he's you know, not a, yeah, not just on this, but in his route running, you got to see that a lot more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, again, this is another play where it's it's this is just a it, it's almost it's, it's not a it's not a zone blocking play. This is a man blocking play where they're going to they're going to combo block and go right to the second level. So the Jets actually probably only wanted a short gain here, um, right? I, I would think. Obviously, they they were aiming for that for that B gap because. Uh, Tomlinson kind of he tries and he doesn't he doesn't kick out the the outside linebacker, but he kind of just shields him off and just kinda, you know uh, kind of holds him in his place. But that linebacker, right, whoever this is, yeah, just... that's bad. That's bad ball right there. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's bad ball by that whole side. To you, the truth. I mean, I know the I know I think it's uh, it's not Pico the um, the other the tackle. I mean, he's doing his his best to the two gap. Him? Uh, yeah, he gives up a little bit of ground. But if you're if you're and I think I guess that's that's not Ray. Um, is that Wolf on the outside? Who's this no. on the on the the tight end that uh that the tight end is blocking? Uh, either, way, either way, when you run up field like that, you just run up field and you get sealed off like that. There's automatically a hole. You know the the two interior linemen, you know for the Jets, all they have to do is get on one and get to the second level and like and just like now it's out the gate because you're not really doing anything because he's not pressing he's not pressing the pocket enough to close that you know to close that lane down. If you rush yeah. up, if you rush that high up, and I understand you rush it and you stop once you see run, but then you got to press the pocket back and press that tight end back into the hole, and and try to close it, you know, close that hole down a little bit, a little bit more. And the inside linebacker, this is just bad ball. You run right into, I mean, you literally just ran right into the block. You know, you know, you're not, you know, as we call it, you know, you're not really reading the triangle as I call it, you know, to see the play. So that, that's just bad all around. That's why I call it getting sucked into a block. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's a magnet. Um, and then even Stewart here. Stewart takes a pretty aggressive angle right here. He needs to flatten that out a little bit. Right. Um, because he's taking that aggressive angle, which forces him to dive. And you don't want to leave your feet. And look, you leave your feet, you're only hitting you know, the back left foot of, of Crowell. The chances of you tackling him like that are very, very low. So, uh, you know, and then, then he runs for an extra whatever, a uh, lot of yards, 54-yard gain. So, another nice play. I have a Two, yeah, two more of uh, Crowell, and these are actually really, really impressive plays as well. Um, the next one after this one's actually, I think, the most impressive uh, play. It's actually more impressive to me than the, uh, you know, the 77-yard touchdown run. But this one, again, and this is a nice, nice fighting play from Crowell where he's just a checkdown route. That's really, that's really all he is. It's not a design play to to Crowell, but. He gets some pressure in his – or Donald gets some pressure in his face because of whatever reason, I, I guess Long expects Winters to pick up this block. Um, but but Winters is kind of – he has a drag hand out there, but he, he vacates that zone. So, Pecco gets in his face. Carell gets the ball. And we see, again, some of that open field shiftiness. But a nice jump cut right there. Drop his hips. Yep. Um, explode outside. And he trips. Probably maybe because his base is a little bit too wide. He's, he's trying to cut at a really hard angle. But regardless, he doesn't get touched. And then he fights to stay on his feet, and then he picks up another, you know, f- you know, five yards because of because of that fight instead of just going down. So I I like the the aggression that he runs with for sure. Oh yeah, no, I mean he's like I said, we him running the ball, we don't really have you know a lot. We don't have issue with that, you know, a lot of the times, you know, just it's just with the blocking. I mean, he's got the ability to make these plays, but you know the 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 offensive line or whatever the play design is or the play call, you know, has to allow him you know, allow him to, you know, get the ball in his hands so he can make plays like this. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. And then one more play. This is the probably the most impressive play um, of the game. And this is just, you know, grown man strength is what is what I'm going to label it as. And, uh, man, um, this is – so this was actually – I think it's like two minutes and 27 seconds left right at about midfield or a little bit before midfield. And the Jets just run what it looks like yeah, it's power. Um, I'm not going to call it a sweep because it's not really to the outside. I'm going to call it power. And Pecco blows up Winters um, right here. At, yeah, because he's definitely – Winters is definitely trying to shield off that that uh, those B and C gaps. And right. Pecco blows him up. He has to cut back inside for whatever reason. Pecco gets fully – see, glitch, I keep doing that. I don't know why to film this freaking week. But uh, Pecco gets fully wrapped around Cruel, And Cruel just – you see that stiff arm right there with that out with that outside arm to throw him off of him, uh, and he picks up you know two three yards on uh, third and one. So this was my favorite play: getting lower than the guy, showing fight, fighting him off, um, and then and getting the first down. That was damn impressive, Marcus. No, that's an impressive run, and that's that's the case of a running back. They actually work on that where you you use the momentum of the defensive lineman or the defensive you know player who's trying to tackle mm-hmm. you. Uh, to your advantage so Pico's coming in you know and he's coming straight in and he's leaning you know he's still coming up field and Crowell is basically more or less we call it like sliding you know he's kind of just sliding outside off of him and using the stiff arm to keep him from being able to grab onto him and and, and being able to throw him off uh, I mean now that's a great play I mean it shows his strength um you know shows that you know he's aware of what the defender's doing mm-hmm. and and being able to get you know get him off and and pick up a few extra yards. I mean, that was. I mean, it's it's not a long run or anything, but it's still an impressive run. You know, well, this, consider, yeah, considering, yeah, yeah, this play, you know, not directly, but kind of directly led to the Jets going up, you know, uh, twenty-one to ten at halftime because a couple plays after this, or a little bit after this, uh, Donald hits Rob Anderson for a forty-yard touchdown on that, you know, on that route that we showed before. So, um, yeah, I, I I definitely like that play. And then Pecco's face after this, he just is like eyes are wide open and mouth is open, like damn. <laughs> so you like, <laughs> like to see that now. Uh, time time for the uh, time for the reaching because we're going to duds. Uh, and actually, oh, it's, not, it's not honestly like I'm not even reaching. Like it, it kind of sucks to talk about duds in a game this this that the Jets played this well, but um, it's just there's some guys who didn't play too well. Um, and Nickerson was my was my third dud. Um, yeah. And now he gave up a couple plays, but he did he, he did have six tackles or or whatever it was. But if you watch Nickerson right here, he's 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 on man on uh, Demarius Thomas which, Thomas, which I understand one because Demarius Thomas, minus the hands, is is still one of the best receivers in the NFL. Uh, his hands really cause some issues a lot, just like Amari Cooper. Um, mm-hmm. He's a big, physically imposing guy, like two. What would you call him? Like probably six two, two twenty, something like that. He's a big dude. Yeah, yeah he's a big dude. And Perry Nickerson is 5'9", 180, 185, 190 pounds. So it's a, it's, it's a hard matchup, you know, right off the jump. But we, what, we, the Jets do this a lot, man. And, again, he, he's in man. He's not getting a shuffle in, which maybe he gets a – he kind of maybe, I guess, like almost like an inside like kick step right there, but not really like, – I guess you can call it inside kick step. But then he op- immediately opens the hips up right there you're letting a big receiver, you're opening the gate up to a big receiver and you're, you're just not going to win right there. So he lost this at the line of scrimmage, I believe. And then, um, you know, uh, Demarius Thomas just runs the, the, uh, the corner route and Nickerson is, is beat. And another problem with Nickerson too is, is right here, you didn't close the distance enough and he's looking back. Right. So 
you got a little bit squeeze. off and then he's, he's lost, you know? Yeah. You got to squeeze the hip. I mean, even if you get in trouble, first rule, you got to catch up first before you start even mm-hmm. thinking about looking back. Yep. And, and like you said, he, I mean, first of all, he's, he's, he's catching at the line. I mean, it, in, you know, which is kind of the first mistake, especially if you don't understand where the formation is. Uh, I mean, if anything, slide over, you know, just slide over a little bit. It's, when you're in, when you're in bunch, it's really hard to play inside when they have the when they've got the splits reduced. You know they got the formation reduced already, so you mm-hmm. might as well play it head up the outside anyway. You've got other people on the inside that if he runs a quick cross route or something like that, you can actually you'll have time to catch up with them just because of the bodies that'll be in the way. But you have to be aware your first, especially if you got a, a single high safety, you got to be alert for you know your first thought process should be okay. I got to protect myself on the seven route or anything outside just because of the formation. And in the run game, let's just say it's toss or something like that coming to the run game. If you're on the point, you're one of the guys that's the force. So you got to be out there anyway to turn everything back inside. Yep. So I, yeah. So I don't like the alignment from the jump, you know, number one. And then number two, the footwork is all, you know, is, is all off. And he's catching, especially a big dude like Damaris. He's got to use his quickness as opposed to actually trying to get his hands on. Because the mayor doesn't even have to really touch him. He can just run, and he's going to knock him off because he's so small. You know, he's, you know, 40 pounds bigger than, than he is. Yeah. Yeah, then look back to the – and like you said, when you're, when you're in a trail like that, you want to just play through the receiver until you get hip to hip. And it, mm-hmm. even if you can't look back for the ball, when he puts those hands up, play through the hands. You know, grab his, grab his wrist, grab his finger, do something to get that ball out. Um, right. it's, you know, it's better than getting beat. And um, – like you said, it seems like anytime, like obviously there's there's uh, different circumstances, but anytime you're, in, especially in man, when they're anywhere pretty much other than the bottom of the numbers, you want to play with outside leverage. That's what it seems like. Uh, you know, foam to the inside. You always, for the most part, you always have a safety in the middle. You always have guys, whether that be in wall defenders or, um, you know, intermediate uh, zones like in, uh, you know, cover one, whether it be like that, that hole defender, you know, so. Uh, play play outside, force them inside. You know, you right. don't want to get beat outside, especially in a in a cover cover one situation. Looks like cover one, uh, yeah, cover one hole right here, or even just cover one. And uh, yeah, it's just it's not a great play. But I only have one more play of him. I don't I don't want to speak about too many negatives this game because the Jets did play really really well. But this is another play where uh, Nickerson got beat for uh, twenty four yards. I, I I put on this one so. Um, where is oh he's in the slot right here so I'll right. let this play run um if you and then you can just you know break it down if you if you want Marcus I'll I'll let you uh that's where he lost it right there so it's really in that first oh, yeah so well I mean he I mean he's shuffling which you know really isn't bad however if you look at the distance he's at five yards so he's in he's he's in no, no man's, man's land yeah, yeah he's in yeah. no man's <laughs> land already so you start off in no man's lands you know and then. He's got his hips already open to the sideline. So mm-hmm. any move or anything like that, and this is similar to having your hips turned to the sideline on the outside, any move is going to throw you off because just because you're going to react. That's why you want to stay as square as you can. First, if you want to be a little bit softer, just start off at three yards, you know, just because of the size of, of the wide eye compared to him. Just start off at three yeah. yards. I think that's sudden, right? Sudden 17, I think. Uh, yeah, I think that's um, – What's the uh, the rookie? Yeah, Sutton, right? Because Lyle yeah, 14. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Cortland. Yeah, Cortland. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Cortland's big, too. He's like 220, you know, himself, yeah. 225. <laughs> you know, he's a big – he's big Yeah, too. that's a big yeah. boy. Yeah, that's a big boy, too, yeah. But you like to see him be at three yards, stay square, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hold in. I mean, in this in this case, you can actually kind of hold the inside leverage. You can play more head up the inside. Uh, just, I mean, even though you have a you know a deep safety, just because of the split, you can play a little bit more in, you know inside. And then you get locked out, and then it's over with. You know, at that point, and now you just now you chasing. You know, the entire time. So. You took people like say like six tackles, but we just saw two of these tackles were because he got beat. So like, I think corners tackles for the most part are a little bit overrated unless you see like a Claiborne type of tackle where he's coming downhill and making a tackle that's not on his guy. But if you're allowing a completion on you, is a tackle really that impressive? Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot. We're, we're <laughs> filming guys. So yeah, there are some situations and, and you're going to get beat in the NFL. But like if, you know, like let's say if you're like, like Marcus, you say, you know, always, you want most, for the most part, if you're a tighter split, you want to play outside leverage. Now, if they break inside on a drag, it's pretty much impossible to beat that. You want to rally and tackle. So that's impressive. But when you're getting beat over your head or they're crossing your face, is it that impressive? Uh, you know? Right. So, exactly. uh, <laughs> you know, but um, right. moving on to my next uh, dud is actually Dowell Roberts. Uh, you know, counted him for three missed tackles. He got beat, but he did get six tackles, one tackle for loss. Um, but again, you know, you're missing three tackles. I do not, I do not like that, um, you know, at all. And then this, this play I'm going to bring up right here. Uh, he's on the bottom of the screen right here. Um, and actually here, let me move that. I don't know if you can see that screen that I just moved. But so he, you know, it's, it's not just like a, a smoke route, smoke screen, if you want to call it that, Mark. So if you'd call it a, a smoke screen. Um, but it's a smoke route. Oh, right, yeah. And Roberts comes down, and it's not even like it's not even that bad because maybe I like to actually see him maintain a little bit better of outside leverage from the jump right there when he's breaking down. Um, but he comes into the tackle too high, and if you see that stiff arm coming, what you're taught to do is to chop right. it. And it's not right. and, it's, and it's not like he's like he's being super secretive about that stiff arm that's coming out. He's holding out for a while, so. Right. He's got he's got to chop that and wrap him up. So he gets he gets stiff armed, um, and then and then May actually lays a pretty freaking big hit right here. So I'd like to see that, uh, but uh, yeah, you, know. you got to come you got to come in and lower on this tackle. Come in, break down. I mean, even if the stiff arm is coming, knock the stiff arm down. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay, you know, stay, you know, get stay your seated position. Stay, you know, bend your knees and get down and tackle him at the waist. You know, mm-hmm. don't you don't want to raise up and try to. I see too many guys trying to tackle up high for whatever reason. I don't know. You know, bend down. You know, and tackle the guy at the waist, tackle him with the legs. You know, that's you know that's the easiest yeah. way to get a guy down. Yeah. So it's, instead of coming in here, once you raise up, especially when you know that when even if you don't know, if you raise up and there's a stiff arm coming, nine times out of ten you're gonna take that stiff arm. Yeah. And he's gonna break the tackle. <laughs> yeah. So that's why you want to stay as low as you can. You know, and you know either cut him or just you know wrap him up at the waist. But this yeah, is you're, tackle, you're, yeah. you're opening up so much of your body right there to allow the stiff arm to land, you know. So if, if right. he was broken down and a little bit lower, he was in a stiff arm on the top of your head. That does not really do much. But either either chop it or get lower. And yeah, like you said, when you're tackling. You know, you want it at the waist, or if it's like a big guy, like let's say, you know, if this was Demarius Thomas, and you're not going to get him at the waist. You know, you know, hit him, hit him at the thighs. You know, and wrap up. That's all you got to do. You have you have guys rallying to the ball. So, um, right. yeah, not a great play, but a nice nice hit here from uh from marcus may who, play, who played pretty well um we'll talk about him in, in a little bit but uh two more plays from roberts and then we'll get into the last dud which the last dud only has one play i don't know if you can predict who that's going to be with only one play being my dud but <laughs> man i just can't with this guy that i'm going to uh to bring up in, the, in a little bit but damn uh so this is another one um 
And this is actually the tackle I was talking about. So this is actually the good player from him. I always include good and bad plays. But this is actually the nice player from Roberts. But, you know, I'll put him getting beat uh, deep in a little bit. And the other tackles, they weren't like huge missed tackles. But he did get two other tackles broken in this game. But this wasn't one of them. But this is a nice play by him. This is what, he, this is what you want to see where, look, he's breaking down. He's getting low. And he's attacking right. the he's attacking the knees instead of attacking up so up so high. But the key is consistency. But this is a nice play from from Roberts. Yeah, that's a good play. That's you know exactly what we would like to see on the first play. You show you know just yes. come in, break down, no. uh, you know take a good angle making a tackle, and you know you get him down. Mm-hmm. Now uh, let's see. Okay, so this was another guy. This is and at this point of the game, the Jets were blowing him out. Still, so I was like, it's literally funny because I was like. You know what? Like, I want the Jets to win, but obviously I have money running on fantasy. Like, I would not hate to see a Demarius t- a touchdown and like two plays later touchdown. I was like, all right, like <laughs> it is what it is. But uh, again, look, I and and the play started a little bit late because I the uh, the coach's film wasn't good at this play, so I had to do the broadcast the, um, angle, the replay, and immediately, what does he do? Like, that's you're never gonna beat Demarius Thomas like that, no. um, and. Again, with this, I don't – so he doesn't I, – I don't like how he's not – how he looks back here because his hips aren't tight, and he's not really tightly squeezed to the sideline. So he looks back, and he loses Demarius Thomas because he, because he looks back. Um, and then Demarius Thomas obviously makes a great catch. Um, but there's a few problems with, the, with this. I'll go through a couple more, I guess. But uh, what, do you, what do you think about this play? Because he, he does get beat here for a, uh, for a touchdown. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously I don't like – how he, how he is from the start, and then even when he's when he's getting in, when he's turning in phase, he looks like he slows down right there. Say that little that little pause, like he was waiting on something. I don't know yeah. if he thought Demarius was gonna stop or uh-huh. or what, but he slows down. Demarius keeps running, and because if he keeps running, we whenever you're turning into a receiver in phase, the receiver's not at full speed yet. But just because you you bumped him off a little bit, when you're turning in phase, you've almost got to take like two extra steps more, or a step and a half more than a receiver does. So you're still, you know, we call it, you know, you push back while you're running. So you maintain your same speed as you know as the receiver does. So you stay in phase with him, and he he slows down right there to me. I mean, I can see it. I don't know if you can, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he slows down when he turns in phase, and Demarius gets on top of him now. Like you said, the Mares makes a great catch. Yeah, right there. But, yeah, right. Yeah, but if he if he maintains his speed and right here, yeah, exactly. Like that stops up right there. Right, and he squeezes him to the sideline a little bit more. You know, mm-hmm. this is possibly a pick. You know, if anything, a pass deflection. So, yeah, it's not like it, it was kind of like if he like because he is like decently squeezed the sideline. But if so, if he was to like you said like um, turn right there, but keep running and squeeze him, then he would be hip to hip because he like, because he slows down right there. It looks right. like he almost should have played it where he was playing through the receiver, but it was just kind of like a weird play from him. And then another thing I didn't like about this was he, when he got off balance right right there, but I think he actually trips on Demarius. Yeah, he trips on his foot. Well, yeah. That's because um, he's, he's grabbing and leaning. That's but the, when you're not the other, the, hip. <laughs> the, other, the other small thing that I don't like about this is with that, you want to go up with the inside arm, which is good, but where where is that outside arm? You know, So if that outside arm is properly wrapped up around the hips here – you made example. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. he he misses that ball, but then his hands gonna naturally wrap around his waist. And yeah, he maybe he does break the tackles. It's Demarius Thomas, but instead of him just running in for an easy touchdown like that, he has to break an, a tackle right there. So that in that that outside arm right there is it needs to be wrapped up around the the waist. If anything, you can actually 
you know, you can get away with a little spinning of the receiver right there if you if you grab his waist a little bit. They're not going to really call that. That's that's right. Small stuff, but uh, yeah, he's he's got to play that better, better technique there. Um, from from Roberts, he gets beat for the touchdown, which got me like you know eleven points. So I'm not going to complain too much. Thank you, Roberts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, and that's the last play of so he's my number two number one i'll just i'm just gonna let this let this run because this just drives me freaking nuts man and yeah. it's, we didn't break down all the film with me in the preseason but we saw this so much in the preseason with him like every single ball he was catching he was fumbling and this this was not it didn't end up being a fumble i watched this from every angle marcus it's just it's just the fact that he's getting his like a chance and he should never be back there the judge should never put him back there but right. No, I'm telling you right now, I literally, nobody touched this ball. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Nobody hit him. Nobody touched him. And it just, it literally looks like a, like a bar of soap. Like, I don't even know how that happens. And then. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. I mean, because he looks like he has the ball. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how that squirts out like that either. It's not away from his body. He's got it, you know, he's got it against his body. I don't know how that squirts out. Like, yeah, that's unbelievable. I don't know. Yeah. And then the Broncos recovered. I was like, no freaking way. Like, this is how they're going to start coming back. So they're only down, like, two touchdowns at this point. And they'd be in the red zone. I was like, no, no, no. And he did this all during the uh, preseason. He's terrible at catching punts. And uh, that's why Andre Roberts is back there, who's actually averaging, like, a league high at, like, 17.9 per return, which is crazy. But so he doesn't catch the ball there, which – you got you got to cradle that ball a little bit more, and like and like arch your or like dip your body a little bit and like receive it like a baby. He's, he, the right. first thing is he's letting it hit him in the chest like that, which is just bad. Um, you he has the ball. You you fair called it. Like you don't have to tuck it into your arm. Nobody's gonna come and tackle you. It's like he has the ball. Right, he has a right. He clearly has it right there. I don't he, I, I don't know why it squirts out. That left arm pushes the ball out. Like why? Does he do this? And then they, they recover. I I was losing it, man. My it, it, so geez, it's just this is this is like the circus music again. I should get. Yeah, um, I, can't, I can't really explain that one. <laughs> like seriously, like what happens? I yeah, don't, I can't. I, really I, I, don't I can't. I can't explain this one. I I don't know. I don't even know how that happened. I can't explain this one. That's weird. Yeah. Moving on. Um, <laughs> so the good from the from the offense. Uh, Robbie Anderson, obviously, I have the the two big plays from him that I'm going to, um, you know, pull up. And uh, the first, uh, this is the – actually, okay, no, so I might – no, well, yeah, I already showed the touchdown that he, that he caught from Darnold. So that was his one big play. This is a nice route. Um, this is bad at cornerback play by, by Harris. It's actually – it was cover three. I, I went back to the broadcast – or the uh, film angle and watched this. But Harris, after, you know, those, like, initial, like – Actually, he doesn't. He's not even. It's weird because at first he's reading the. He's reading the. He's looking at the quarterback, but then as he's supposed to be taking his read steps, he's looking at the the receiver, and then goes back to the quarterback because he's breaking inside. So he thinks he's gonna jump a route right here. Um, Anderson attacks that inside leverage, gives him that little head fake inside. He's looking back for the ball, which makes uh, Harris drive on it. Then attacks him le- uh, vertically, makes him open up his hips to run deep. Then he breaks outside for that uh, out route. So this is a beautiful route by by Anderson, but just bad cornerback play at the same time. Yeah, No, yeah. No, actually, I like the route, um, to tell you the truth. Yeah. And if, they're, if they're truly in three, dude, you're never going to get a slant route. It's just not happening. I, yes. I, there's not a corner in the world that can get – that can. I mean, if you, you can break up on the, on the slant and make the tackle. So, I mean, Chris Harris, you know, is mm-hmm. – you know, he's – that's a bad ball all the way from him. But, you know, it's, it's a great route by Robbie Anderson. Still a slant. 
you know, stems him back up, makes him open back up, and then breaks back outside, and then makes you know makes a solid catch, you know, to get mm-hmm. inside. So I mean, it's a beautiful route, it really is. Yeah, yeah, they they definitely they, they weren't three because um, like I said, I watched it, and then he's he got his curl to flat, he got his hook to curl, he drops his hook to curl. There's another guy uh, on the other sideline, and his and his curl to flat, and uh, he's playing deep. I don't know why he's he's kind of playing like inside leverage here, which it's it's yeah. like fine if, if you're gonna play with inside leverage, and then you um. And then you weave back outside. That's good, but which he almost looks like he's gonna do. But yeah, it's just a, not a good play by uh, Harris. Yeah, no, that's that's just bad technique all the way. And guess what? He's staring at the quarterback the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this. I was like, oh, Marcus is gonna get pissed off. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's like weird, like because you want to see those either that those like read steps where you're like inching back for you know two or three steps while the quarterback takes his drop. So you know if it's a three step drop. Or a one-step right. drop, a catch-and-throw from the quarterback, you could break on it. But to not take those read steps and then look back, because he thinks he's going to get an interception here, but Robbie Anderson fakes him yeah, out. And so. that's, that's my thing. I don't know how. That's, in certain coverages, <laughs> uh, yes, you just you know you're not going to get there. Like, if you're playing cover three, there's, you're not going to get there on a slant route. It's just not going to happen. You know, it, it just, it's, it's just not going to happen. I mean, you've got deep third. You're already sitting back late. And you can't yeah. afford to give up anything, you know, going over the top of you. So you're never going to get the slant route. It's just never going to happen. You know, unless it's just a terribly thrown ball, it'll never happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this is just Anderson's speed. Uh, like, damn. Like, obviously, there was a hesitation that we we're going to show. But uh, did he mean to fall down there? I don't know if he meant to fall down. Um, but regardless, so it's – I forget. I don't know. I, I forget what cover this was, honestly. But obviously, he's he's responsible for him at this at this point in time. Um you know, being Roby and Anderson just releases. He's selling that drive phase. Then he, he's coming up a little bit and he just gives that slight hesitation, which makes, you know, Darby, or not Darby, I don't know, did I say Darby a couple times? Roby, yeah, Roby. Um, hesitate a little bit there and then you're done. If you if you hesitate ver- right there, that hesitation, you're done. So he, he just oh, yeah. earns him. Well, he, the, the thing that, that, I mean, that I even coach now and that we were told, if you get, mm-hmm. if you get that, that type of release, if you get the, the hesitation, you still got to stay in your pedal. You just slow down in your pedal a little bit. So you can, you're still moving, you know, you're still moving backwards, you know, at a good pace. And if he decides to take off, then you can, you can really, what, what he could do is if he stayed in his pedal, because the guy like, like Robbie and his speed, like I cut him off. Like there's no way I, I'm just going to let Robbie run right by me, you know, and open the gate, but he shuffles, he opens the gate, you know, and right. There's, you know, there's no catching him at this, at this point. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. another play by Donald, which you need to see him make these throws, but not every quarterback can, and they should hit it like nine out of ten times, but it's pretty much perfect location. It's not too far out where he's really having to reach for it. A little slight bend in the elbows, that's a perfect throw right there. Yeah. Um, you know, leading to, what's, I think it was a 77-yard touchdown. Um, yeah. Robinson. And it was nice to see this game. You want to see them use – um, Robbie Anderson more like this and you know them start to connect because he's another versatile weapon on you know on the offense even if you can get one catch of 50 yards per game you're opening up the offense underneath uh, you know by by a lot so I definitely like to see that um, moving on um, from him Powell minus the one fumble I'm not going to bring up a lot of his runs or any of his runs because it was pretty just consistent just five yard gains um, but 20 rushes for 99 yards nothing like no special runs but he followed his blocks well um, you know, tight ends run blocking was, was pretty damn good in this game. Uh, the prior catch uh, that he had in the effort on that one uh, touchdown run from Crowell was, was really impressive. And I'll bring up that play of uh, him, of his, of his touchdown catch. And initially, I don't, I don't want to watch this again with you. 
Um, initially, I thought he didn't have to go up with one hand, but I'm going right. to watch it because I only watched it uh, one other time or you know, broadcast, um, recorded it. But uh, the, the, the corner is cheating again, this number 41. So he's, he's should be looking at the quarterback, but he's, he's going into that, into that, uh, that bail like shuffle. And he, look again, <laughs> eyes on the quarterback. Yeah. That's what he beat. Um, good throw from Darl. Maybe he could have been actually a little bit farther outside. Eh, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's just a. I don't know. He maybe he probably, he probably could have just if he kept running right there instead of kind of looks like he slowed. Of, like he slowed down, he decelerated. Yeah. If he if he would have continued to run, it's an easy two hand catch. But because he decelerated, yeah. that's what made him have to use one hand. Yeah, that's what I saw. Like on the on, when I was the, I was at the game and I I watched the catch on the on the jumbotron wherever the hell you call, on the, the screens on the jumbotron. I was like, why did he like gear down right there to catch that? Um, maybe he thought the like, contact was coming, but he could have caught that pretty easily two uh, two handed. But still, really really nice catch one handed. But if he dropped that, I've been pretty pissed because he could have just had an easy catch. But uh, good route right there, uh, I, I guess. Kind of is really just bad play by the by the corner to be honest. But uh, nice uh, nice catch at the at the end of the day. Yeah, no, it's a nice catch, and yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was a great route. Like it's, uh, <laughs> I, I would say, worse play, yeah, but yeah. than than you know than necessarily a better route. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. So moving on, we'll only have one more positive from the from, well from the offense that I that I uh, you know wrote down, which is Andre Roberts four returns, seventy one yards, seventeen point eight yard average, uh, best returner in the NFL pro per for uh, per pro football focus for you guys who who like that. Uh, you know, website long of fifty one, and I'm just. I guess we'll give we'll give the uh, the kick returner some or the punt returner, kick returner some some love right here. Um, but let's see here, this return, and he's just really shifty in the open field. Like he's not a powerful guy. He actually really struggles going off a of press because he's not that strong. But he knows how to set up his angles really well. He gets away from people. Uh, he's like mm-hmm. one of those like classic like you know I don't know if you play when you're a kid, Marcus, or if you still do with your kids or whatever. Like kill the man with the ball. Um, right. <laughs> he's one of those guys who is really he would be really good at that game. He just gets out of tackles. Um, and like again, like that that jump that jump card there to set up that that angle inside to get away from guys. Uh, some piss poor play by the, the Broncos again. But this is actually the more impressive part where he's breaking that he's break this tackle and then breaks another tackle by the <laughs> by the freaking punter um, and stays on his feet. Another one like he's just man. He's he's impressive. Yeah. No, he is. He's slippery. That's for sure. I mean, but no, he's good at at uh, setting up the angles. But I mean, his sudden change is, is actually really good as well. He mm-hmm. you know, he he does good at at you know sticking his foot in the ground, being able to uh, you know I guess you can say maneuver his way through traffic. You know, as he does here, uh, you know he he's definitely good. He's definitely good at this. Yeah, he's the best returner the Jets have had probably probably since. Uh... What Leon Washington? Since Leon? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he's Leon. Leon, and then Justin Miller was before Leon, and then Joe McKnight was after uh, Leon. But Joe McKnight, he was okay, um, right. but he wasn't Leon, and he wasn't Andre Roberts. To to be honest, um, just you know, be honest with what I say. But uh, moving on to the good from the defense, a couple plays, and then bad from the offense, bad from the defense. I only have like one play in in, in terms of bad other stuff. But uh, Henry Anderson, I, I thought had a had a pretty good game, and this and this play right here, he's actually setting up um, what what turns into a Leonard Williams sack, but it's Leonard Williams sack because of uh, Henry Anderson right here, and he's lined up as the um, like stand up uh, zero tech. And he see him clear himself right there with that outside arm to the to the center's outside arm. So he kind of like uh, I'm gonna call it. It's not really a chop. It's almost like a swipe. Um, right. So he, you know, but then he gets into the to the right guard's block, the right guard, 
Um, nice little extension right there. Uses that length and the right guard just bad play again. I don't know what he's freaking doing. He's I guess he's looking into that B gap, but 61 right. passed it to 60, so he's responsible for it now. But Anderson, nice arm over right there. Chases down the quarterback, misses the sack, but uh, he pretty much walks him into a Leonard Williams sack and uh, split by Marcus May as well right there. Oh, yeah, no, that's a good job of – I mean, really, it's a good job of getting wide, using his hands, you know, on both mm-hmm. of the guys. You know, he, he does a good job of knocking the center's hands down. And, you know, I don't know. You can't blame this on the center because, I mean, he's doing his job. He's, he has to look back for anything coming late. So that's really on the, on the guard. you got to – and I don't know why he's looking outside <laughs> like somebody's coming outside. I mean, you clearly see his head looking out there. You know, he should be staying on Anderson, you know, this entire time. But Anderson – you know, uses uses the momentum of the guard, pushes him away mm-hmm. right there, swipe over, you know, arm over. Yeah. Missed back, but, yeah, but initially, you know, a good job of, you know, getting in there and, and getting pressure. Yeah, and then Leonard Williams it gets a sack, and it's because he, he he's walking number 77 back into the backfield a, a lot of yards. But uh, that's that's Henry Anderson uh, to, to me. Um, yeah. But now talking about, about Leonard Williams, uh, five tackles, two sacks, three quarterback hits. Uh, he had a, a few plays I, I, I want to bring up where people were saying like Henry Anderson has been by far the best defensive lineman on the Jets. I'm not going to go that far. Uh, Leonard Williams is still, to me, the best defensive lineman on the Jets. But Henry Anderson, no doubt, has been, um, has been impressive. And this play, again, you, know, you see that little like that – actually, it's like a double, yeah, double swipe. He swipes both arms right there, gets into, yep. in, into the center – um, and then uses like an almost it's not even like an arm over. He kind of just clears himself. There's really no move. It's almost like a fork. Yeah, he kind of forks that 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 uh, forklift set up uh, that inside arm, and then he gets past it and he fights for that for that sack, um, or that actually it's not a sack. It's a throwaway, which probably eh, no, it's not. It's it, that's not intentionally grounding. He's close enough to the receiver, but yeah, close enough. Yeah, nice uh, quarterback hit from from Leo right there. Yeah, no, and it, I mean and it, the thing that I like that he did the most is he made it a one-on-one battle. So he knows he's getting double. He takes out the first offensive lineman with the, with the double swipe, like you said, and now mm-hmm. he can just work one-on-one with, with the center. And from then on, you know, it's just power and him clearing himself, you know, to get the sack. So, yeah, so no, that, you know, that's no, that's a good play. That's a really good play. Good job of using his hands, mm-hmm. you know, understanding, you know, having a plan, you know, before, you know, before the play started, you know, what he was going to do. Um. Yeah, and it's another one where this is just this is just good play design and good execution. Um, where they're they're obviously the Jets are running another T stunt, but the T stunt is from two five techs or yeah, yeah. two five techs. So I, I like the play design here. I really do. Where they're they're occupying that right tackle right there with JJ Wilcox, who they cut, which I didn't really like because I like JJ Wilcox, but that they he just one safety occupies the right tackle and the the uh, running backs, and then you leave. You know the the right guard to block two guys on that on that TE stunt, and Leonard Williams just runs in for for pretty much a you know a free sack right yeah, there. Yeah, so. free sack. Yeah, and again that's on the center. If you go back to the initial alignment, if if I, if I'm looking to make this call, if I'm making my calls at the line, you know, and I'm the center, I know I've got the back over there as an extra blocker, but I'm looking right all the way. I mean, you're overloaded to that side, so you've got to look that way. You know, to the left. I mean, you got three, but chances are all three of those guys aren't coming. Uh, you know, because somebody needs to drop out in coverage. So here, you know, I'm looking right. You know, that's on the center. You know what I mean? Yeah, and especially like, like, like maybe you could like if you even if you are like giving him the benefit of the doubt, you're playing the numbers game where you have four versus three, and then right. you have three versus three. Right. But the 
Darren Lee literally drops back into his zone right in front of your face. So, right. <laughs> like, at least have some awareness <laughs> of that a gap. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, and that's all I said. That's that's on the center. I mean, initially, I mean, here he should be looking right anyway. I mean, yeah. No, I'm just saying we're yeah. getting the benefit of the doubt. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah but anything, yeah, like you said, like Lee drops drops out right in front of your face. So now you square back up and you look, you know, you look back, you know, you look back back side, you know, back side a. Yeah, that's that's on the, but that's good play design and knowing that. So obviously, yeah. watching film, they they saw something that you know, obviously that you know, what they schemed against it that that um, you know, that they knew about and they took advantage of it because it was a good, you know, really good play design. At least, like at least, throw a drag hand out there, you know, to feel that a gap. But he doesn't even throw a drag hand oh, out there. He just yeah, fully yeah, committed. Just, right, full committed. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, so uh, yeah, the Broncos. Like I said, they they did struggle this game as well. Uh, one more play from from. Uh, you know, Leonard, Mr. Leonard Williams here, and this is like another um, call a club or or a swipe into a into a rip, which doesn't really need to be thrown. Um, but he clears himself right there, and again, another another sack that's split right there. He beats number or the uh, right guard pretty easily. He's probably he sets too far outside. He opens up the inside yeah. pretty easily. Maybe the the running back should have picked this up as well once yeah, he's on Leonard Williams. Back should yeah, the back should help out a little bit. Yeah, but uh, even George Jenkins, nice nice job here too. He is, he throws that that double swipe right there into a rip, which is a nice nice combo move. So that was one mm-hmm. of his problems last year. He didn't he didn't stack moves enough. Where last year you'd see him throw that double swipe and just get locked up. But he throws into a rip. So I like that from Jordan Jenkins. Like that from Leonard Williams. Uh, another another split sack from from Leo. Yeah, no. I mean, they they definitely were good technically and getting it, you know, using their hands, uh, having not only just having one move, but having the counter, you know, having counter moves as well. And, and you know, I, I, they feel they look like they got better this game. They were more consistent, yeah. you know. And obviously, like I mean, we've already said it. Denver looks like complete trash this game. I mean, that's <laughs> that's not what I'm used to seeing, especially from a Denver offensive line. You're not used to seeing that. Uh, they they didn't look good at all versus versus the Jets front. Yeah, a um, couple more from the from the def, uh, from the uh, from the defense here, and this is this is McClendon. I always talk I talk about McClendon. Well, he'll disappear a little bit, but he's an interior defensive lineman, so I expect him to. But mm-hmm. it's a nice anchor right here, where he he probably doesn't even attack this necessarily the best in the in the beginning because he's opening up his that side of his body. Uh, the center doesn't really get a good punch in there, but it continues to fight good base. Um, and then when the running back comes into it, he's, he's you know he's two gapping right here, and once the running back cuts back in, into his the uh, backside a gap, he just easily just tosses that uh that right guard right there and and makes the uh, the tackle. So he's he's he really is underrated. I like McClendon a lot more than a lot of people do, and you see it almost every week on film. Yeah, no, he he's been uh, he's actually been one of the more consistent guys up front. You know, like yeah. you said, he gets lost, but he's an interior lineman. So like you, you know that that actually happens. You're not going to see a lot of flash, you know, unless you're Aaron Donald. You're not going to see a lot of flash, you know, a lot, yeah. a lot of flash from those dudes. Yeah. You know, yeah, most most interior linemen don't don't do what Aaron Donald does. But but I mean, he's been, you know, he's been consistent. You know, the more and the more we watch him, you know, he he keeps, he shows up making plays like this. You know, and that's what you want. You know, he doesn't have to be he doesn't have to be anything overly special, but you know, he's consistent and he does his job. Yeah, yeah, and this is the the last one of him where he, you know, yeah, he actually falls down to the ground. But this is another play where I talk about effort a lot, and I love seeing effort. And initially, he doesn't like he spins off. It's just it's just a football play, um, and he grabs the leg and he, and he stops the run because he's he's pulling you know two hundred plus pound running back 
just with one arm, just dragging them backwards like that. I think they might have actually had the first down here, but I thought that was just a, a nice play, one to like the accuracy of the hand to get on his ankle like that and then just pull him back, a, you know, uh, Freeman's 28, right? So, uh, yeah. Well, with yeah. one arm, that's just powerful right there. From, from Yeah, that, that's, that's all effort. That's all it is. That's yeah. one of those things that we talk about. You can't coach. That's all that was. I mean, because initially he's in trouble, but, mm-hmm. you know, has the, the awareness to, you know, get back into the play, you know, once he sees it. And that's just mm-hmm. an effort play. So, yeah, so he had two tackles. Pennell had a nice play that I'm not going to bring up. It was nothing like crazy, crazy. But we are going to break down a little bit of Claiborne's game. Uh, five tackles, one tackle for loss, four pass deflections, which is a lot. Two of them should have been interceptions. And so I, I know you're going to agree with me because we, we agree a lot on corners and defensive backs. That's, that's my favorite stuff to break down is defensive backs and wide receivers. But uh, he played a really good game, but versus a better quarterback, he wouldn't have played a good game. If that Right. Yeah, that makes sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, and this was the really good play, which is it, to me, um, they're running, they're, they're, you know, uh, Keenum's under center. Uh, so this is what, uh, you know, little tight end. You have one, two, you have. It's 11, 11 personnel. Yeah, okay. I, uh, I don't know why I actually counted that as a tight end. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, it's 11 personnel. Um, trip set to the right, you know, or a bunch. And they're, again, they're playing. It looks like, so to me, it looks like it's another jam, but we're going to, you know, press the point. And then Roberts here is taking the first out. And he's taking second out, so first out, second out. So it looks like Claiborne's actually supposed to be in his flat. Right. But for whatever reason, he peels off of that flat. Unless they just misplanned or misreading this, but it looks like he peels off of that flat he knows the ball is going to whoever that, uh, that outside receiver is. I'm not sure. It looks like just by his body frame, it looks like Sanders. Um, but he peels off of that flat route, and then Keenum just throws the ball up there, and Claiborne jumps it and should have an interception here. He drops it, but – Am I am are my eyes deceiving me, or is that a jambo that he peeled off of? I, I, maybe I'm wrong. Well, I, I think the logical way to play it is because um, it's Claiborne on the inside, right? Yeah, 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 Clay, yeah, right. yeah. He take yeah he takes a deeper route. The corner takes a short route. So yeah, but he's obviously because that's what he does. He's looking at the quarterback, and you know he actually kind of falls into this play, which it happens, but. Um, the corner is supposed to take uh, – I mean, but that is his man, you know, but I think he's just kind of playing ball now because he sees the corner there. The corner is really supposed to take the flat route and Claymore is supposed to take the deeper route on that. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, it should be a pick, though. I mean, he's still, he's still kind of on his guy. I like to see him. And I know because the corner is there, he doesn't have to squeeze as much now, but you want he wants to make sure that he squeezes over, you know, so he can take number one, still playing it inside out, just as he's by himself. And uh, when you get, you know, chances like this, you got you to come up with these plays. I mean, because if the game's different, you know, that's possibly – that swings the game, you know, depending on what the score is and, and uh, you know, what the time frame is of the game. Yeah, and this is the play that uh, – he's on the bottom right here. And this is – let me see. Uh, looks um, – I can't tell you. When they, they all collapse at this, it could be cover one or cover three. I, I would say it looks – more like a cover three, I guess. It's like the inside of that is kind of broken up pretty badly. Yeah. Um, but Claiborne is either he, he's responsible for this for this bottom of the screen guy. Um, regarding right. the, and what is he do? What is he doing again? You can see his head, see his head, see his head, and he's not able to break break outside on that um, right. comeback route on the receiver where 
listen, it would have been a hard play to make regardless of one because his hips are open inside like that and he's shuffling, which I know you don't like. Right. And he's not keeping <laughs> he's not keeping the uh, receiver in in his sight line, which if he is if he's gonna shuffle like that and you're looking at the quarterback, at least keep the receiver in your peripheral vision and have make yourself between the sideline and the um and the receiver and he's looking at the receiver. So now if he's playing that better, he he's gonna break right now. Right. And then he and then he could potentially get on that ball because it's not like it's a it's a rocket. Like he was only a couple steps off, but uh that's it's because of poor technique. Yeah, it's the, it's 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 all technique. I mean, he's shuffling, looking at the quarterback at the same time. And if you and if he's, I mean, if they're playing three, which I'm and I'm trying to see what the what the backers are doing. I mean, this may be actually actually like some some kind of man concept. To tell you the truth, so I'm looking at. I think this is Jamal mm-hmm. Adams down there. But yeah, either way, he's still wrong. I mean, he should be square. Should be facing the, the receiver, not staring at the quarterback, particularly if it's man. Uh, which is is kind of what I'm thinking that it is mm-hmm. uh, some kind of one hole or, or something like that. Uh, I mean, he's got to he's got to stop doing this. I mean, and this, I mean, I could if I was, I guess if it hadn't happened to me before because it happened to me like one time, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. Like early in my career, like I figured that out real quick. Like, yeah, this sucks. Like all the way around, I can't do anything. I can't break on, you know, I can't break on out routes. I'm late breaking on in routes, you know, just because of where your body position is, your hips. And then looking at the quarterback, the rule is anytime you look back at the quarterback when the ball is thrown, you're late every single time. Like, you're always going to be late, you know, until somebody proves me wrong, you know, after, you know, watching, you know, I guess millions of hours of film, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's not just even, not going to happen. <laughs> and it's like, even in this position, like when he shuffles, like if he was, if, if he was between the receiver and the sideline, maybe he could play the, the, the deep ball. But if he was to break – up the sideline right here, he he would have to head whip and then get to it. So it's not like he's right. playing. He, he plays the shuffle. Yeah, and he's still done. Right. Yeah. He. That's what I'm saying. He he's beat either way. I mean, but until somebody gets him out of this, you know, until they correct this, this is you know these are the throws you're gonna give the up. The only route he's guarding right here is potentially a post. Like that's it. You're, that's you're, it. That's maybe, it. Maybe. Maybe. I don't even know if he's going to because his hips are so far outside that. He he would still have to flip his hips to run inside. So like that, he's in the he's, yeah. And here's the problem with the po- yeah. And the problem with the post is let's just say that safety isn't there. If the wide receiver just gives him one little head fake outside, mm-hmm. his naturally he's going to react, and his hips are going to he's going to fall back outside. Then the receiver is running away from him now. All it does is crosses the face and he's open. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so you're not guarding anything. <laughs> exactly so like, i don't understand how they watch that and it's like this is this this can fly because he gets beat on it so much um but two more plays of claiborne and we're pretty much wrapped up with the film here right. is, uh, so again so um this was cover one uh it was pretty clear from from the uh from the film of the of the coach's film here uh right. it was cover one and so he's playing inside, which I get it's okay because he's the, the receiver's on the bottom of numbers, so he's pretty wide. Um, but is there, uh, is there a safety on top? Yeah, the safety. He, okay, so, so he's playing trail. So he's probably playing two man or something like that. Uh, that's, um, what, that's what it looks like. Because I, I mean, I don't, I think the safety's trying to get over the top. And if he is, he's late as hell if he is. Um, but, <laughs> but he, that's what, that's why I'm asking if the safety is there. Cause he looks like he's playing two man. If he's playing two man, then he's actually okay. Tell you the truth. I like to see him be a little closer on the eyebrows, mm-hmm. bad ball, but 
but um yeah that's what i was saying because like if, it, if that ball's thrown where it's supposed to be thrown that's a catch that's what, that's what i was saying so this is yeah. more of the the bad quarterback because if he was you know tighter here which you know i don't know why he's extending he's like giving him a lot of room on the sideline i see him get a little bit closer hip to hip but uh yeah. if this is if this is on time you know here and outside he's he's beat yeah um but he throws it inside and, and late, so he does get the he, – he needs to get that interception again. But uh, Yeah, I catch that, yeah. No, yes. no, no. But he's – but he's – yeah. I mean, even in trail – because in trail you want to be – you want to be – and it's based on your body frame. You want to be arm's length away from the receiver, and you want to split the receiver down the middle, you know, slightly. Mm-hmm. So you want to be like on, you know, kind of like the middle – middle, and I know this is like, like kind of tedious, but you want to be like on the middle of the inside leg, if that makes sense. You know, arms length away, and what yeah, that yeah. Does is, yeah, and what that does is when it's whichever way he's breaking, it allows you to take the you know to take the proper angle so you can cut him off, mm-hmm. you know, and be underneath him. And right here, if he is playing trail, he's too far inside. I mean, he's way he's way too far inside. He's actually okay in regards to the relationship, you know, being underneath him, but he's just he's just way too far inside. Yeah, bad ball. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's that's Keenum being Keenum uh, a little bit right there. But one more play of uh, Claiborne, and then uh, I don't have anything else. I don't think. Um, so this was the so I I forget. I I, I should have watched this play more. I think this was co- it looked like cover three on the goal, and like a soft cover three right here. The the middle is really really open. Um, and they're only sending four, so it looks like cover three, um, and. Claiborne actually loot so the the corner uh, the receiver on the outside actually runs a like it's like almost like a corner route and Claiborne mm-hmm. sticks him but then he loses him I don't know if he's trying to pass it off to Marcus May um and Marcus May just takes 81 like he's not supposed to um which it looks like it actually almost might be so I think May, Marcus May actually leaves his zone right here and then uh Claiborne makes a diving catch where if, if Keenan was to throw the ball a little bit earlier I guess he was waiting for for to clear Marcus May right um but if the ball is thrown either earlier or harder, it's probably a, a touchdown. But Claiborne actually, I think, I think Claiborne actually makes up for Marcus May right here. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's, I mean, if that's the case. It's a good job, just kind of being aware. And I don't know yeah. if that's because he's staring at the quarterback and they kind of helped him out a little bit, or you know, since they are playing zone, you know, or what. <clears throat> but um, I mean, yeah, but he helps him out. I think, I yeah. think May is supposed to be kind of back in that zone. Yeah, I just can't see makes up for it. I, listen, if it's a cover three and he's not the middle safety, then he wouldn't be here off the snap. Right. So I don't know why he cheats to, to go down like that to where he does. But and you have to look at the beginning of the play too, where, you know, Leonard Williams uses the, uh, again, like a, a swipe into a rip where he's actually kind of falling down. He needs to make that sack. And Frankie Louvu, who actually, you know, he gets inside because of like that little stunt or twist. They both they need to make a sack, man. Yeah, they both need to say, yeah, this should be a sack. I mean, yeah, Lou, I think Lou has him, and then Leonard's coming around, and he just misses him, you know, completely. This should be a sack, like, all day. Yeah, but uh, nice play by, by Claiborne right there. I get that, they get that PD. But, uh, okay, other than that, um, you know, no film, but, you know, Avery, Avery Williamson, nine tackles, one tackle for loss. Um, well, actually, no. So, sorry, I do have, I do have two more plays. Uh, Marcus May, uh, that's what we have to talk about. And uh, – Marcus May, that play from him, I'm not sure what happened there, but it looks like he vacated his own. I'm not going to say 100%, but from watching the film, that is what it looks like happens. Um, I used the behind the quarterback angle just to show the sack or they should be sacked. So this is more – so, again, this looks like um, 
it looks like almost another cover, another cover three um, to to me, where Roberts is shooting up a little bit there on that on that like uh, you know short stop route or hitch, and Marcus May is responsible for that. Uh, you know, eventually responsible for, you know, that receiver breaking it. I think it's a Sutton who's breaking into his zone and crosses his face. But the problem with him here is he's on him, which I like, but then look what he does. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it happens so much. I don't get it. But uh, I know it happens a lot. It's like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if quarterbacks having a little coin back there and they're waving it back and forth with a hypnotizing. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's peeking like seriously. Like it, it's it's annoying. It gets to the point where it gets annoying. It really does. Yeah, it's it's annoying to see on film. You see it consistently because initially, like maybe I would want to see him play it a little bit better there. I think he's a little bit too. He's a little bit off balance and on his heels right there, and his base is pretty wide, so he's not really like allowing himself like athletically to keep up, which is why he had he had to keep up here as he as he uh, you know does a head whip. But if he just sticks on him here and gets to his hips, gets his that outside arm you know, on his, on his waist and he can play through the ball, but because he looks back, he, he loses the, uh, the receiver who uh, gets the you know, touchdown. It's a nice catch, but that's, that's Marcus. That was on Marcus made that touchdown. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, and it's, and that's hard, especially when you're in the red zone and you're, you're playing man and you haven't, and you know, you like to, I mean, the rule is, and it's make, it's gotten more difficult now because receivers have gotten better and quarterbacks are putting the ball in a better spot. You know, you want to make the guy run over the top of you, which he does. But you have to keep running. You know, you don't – you know, once he comes out of his break, you can't immediately turn and look at the quarterback. You still got to – you got to finish out the route with the wide out, you know, and keep running. And then once the wide out, obviously the eyes get big or the hands go up, then, you know, you play through the ball. Or, or if you had – you know, if you think you have time, then turn around and look for the ball. Mm-hmm. But here he, he turns around and looks at the quarterback immediately, and it's over with at that point. It happens so much every time. I'm just like, come on, man. So, uh, yep, all the time. Now the interception return, which like to end of the game too, and I was like, I was all excited because you know I wanted to stay. Like, obviously, you know, I pay for season tickets. I want to stay for every minute I can, especially when the Jets are whooping ass. So I want to watch. <laughs> uh, it doesn't happen often, and you know, 13 tickets left in the game, 13 or 16 to 34. Uh, and Morris Claiborne actually, you know, he gets the pass deflection here. He plays it nice. He plays it upfield shoulder, undercuts it, gets the pla- uh, the the pass, gets a hand in there. Actually, so it looks like he is. It, I was impossible to say. I watched it so many times. It, I don't know if he actually tipped the ball or if it was just a drop by uh by um La- I think that's Cody Cody Latimer, right? Isn't it Cody Latimer? Yeah, uh, yeah, and, I can't tell either. So, but regardless, the ball pops up. Marcus May gets the interception, which you know, good awareness right there to get the interception. But you gotta finish this. I was getting like, I was like, come on, man! Like, if you watch it at the end, so he breaks a lot of tackles. It's a really nice see a cut. I don't know why they the filmed it a whole bunch of times. Um, but uh, he's running in slow motion, which whatever you know, he has numbers. He breaks another tackle, and then he gets by um, Latimer. But he's got to he's got to take a flatter angle right here, and he, uh, he's really tired. You know, he's running in you know hundred and four yards but you know even more because he's cutting back and forth you know horizontally but if he takes a flatter angle angle right here he's he's in for a touchdown but he takes too uh too aggressive an angle gets tackled at the one yard line yeah so this was the longest interception return in, in nfl history that did not go for a <laughs> a uh touchdown, a touchdown. <laughs> that sucks yeah so uh, <laughs> and then you, you hear him they did like a little voice x or uh, voice fx whatever the hell it's called like he was mic'd up and he's like i suck i suck <laughs> <laughs> 
And Jamal Adams is making fun of him too, like in a press conference and saying, yeah, you know, man, you're there. Just keep just keep running away from him. All you gotta do is just just run to the pylon. You're in. Yeah, yeah. He he's gotta take a flatter angle. Yeah, uh, just run away from the guy. It's like damn, got him right there. Just, just keep running to the pylon right there. Just keep running to the pylon. Guess hey, who well, had the Jets defense going in in fantasy this week? I did. I was like, damn it. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. That would have helped you out right there. Oh, yeah. Six more points. I think it's five or six points, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, he was obviously dog tired <laughs> at this point. I mean, yeah, like man. four miles per hour. But, uh, damn, yeah, it sucked. But, yeah, it, it was it was a pretty funny moment. Um, of course, we break a record for for kind of like a good reason and a bad reason uh, at the same time. Uh but other than that, you know, Jamal Adams, six tackles, one tackle plus, had a couple of nice plays in the run game, which I don't have to bring up because he's, he just does it every week. Uh, Lee had five tackles. I didn't really notice him, which is kind of a good thing for him at this point in his career. No really bad plays in coverage, like I said, which is good. Atachu had a sack, which is like kind of a sack because Leonard Williams or Henry Anderson actually blew up the the right guard. They pushed him back into Atachu's, like where he was, uh, where he was rushing from his arc. And then – the right tackle actually trips over the right guard because of the penetration from the interior defender. So he had a, he had a sack kind of, uh, he had another nice play though. And then Jenkins had a half a sack, which you saw the, that double swipe into, into a rip, which was a nice move by him uh, for the bad of the offense long had like three or four high snaps, which you don't want to see. It throws off the rhythm of Donald's drop back and his, his rhythm with the receivers. So that was bad from him. He had another missed block on a Tomlinson screen or on a Tomlinson screen. And then a Nunwa didn't have a good game. Listen, one drop on a, on a deep slant. He had one drop on a bubble screen, which was a little bit behind him, but he still dropped that two hands on it. And then one, which was, uh, I think it was, it was either a drop or a great play by the defensive back. It's not one of those plays you can't really, um, you know, tell. But is there anything else from the uh, good of the offense, good of the defense, or the bad of the offense? We didn't recap before I go into the bad of the defense, which is only one play. Uh, right. about. No, yeah, no, I think we pretty much hit everything. To you. True. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, here I exit this out. So, yeah, one more play, bad of the defense. Um, where they, they, the only, the only bad thing was they gave up some chunk plays, which we, we, we right. recapped. You know, uh, we recapped Roberts, we recapped um, Perry Nickerson, but this play was a bad play. It was actually by Williamson. Um, Avery, at least to me, was from Avery Williamson. But they gave up a long of, uh, you know, twenty nine yard run to him, and then a twenty four yard run from. Um, from Freeman, and this was this was the first drive actually of of the game. I was like, God damn! So uh, so Jenkins does a good job. He he, you know, maybe I let's see him attack a little bit more aggressively outside, but he maintains his outside leverage. You know, Jamal Adams attacks outside, which forces uh, Lindsey to to cut up into that. Uh, let's see what gap it ends up being the uh, B gap. But I think Avery Williamson, he's he's attacks too far inside right here. He's get he gets sucked inside. Where yeah. he need, he's he's just, that's a huge hole that Avery Williamson lets up. So it's actually a bad play by by Avery in the run game, which you don't really see a lot. But uh, got to point it out. Yeah, got to point it out. Got to do a better job of not getting sucked up in there and scrambling over the top. I mean, clearly the backs all. I mean, he's already outside. You know, out of the perimeter anyway. So yeah. you know, if you're reading, you know, you should be following the path of the back and kind of scraping outside. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so you know, so he can be there to make that play. So. Taking, you know, but that's kind of like the cheese. You see that hole and like you think you can make it and then either you 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 get through there, but the back's already gone, or you know, when he's offensive lineman, you know, it's kind of hanging around, you know, come back and you know, get the hands on you. So he's got to do a better job of just staying over the top scraping, you know, so he can, you know, fill the hole on the outside. 
Yeah, you got it. The problem with him in the run game ever is aggressive angles, and this is an aggressive angle, and that's what I wrote of him coming before he was play, even played for the Jets, where I'm guessing he's expecting that center to kind of not to peel off right there um, and him to make a tackle for a loss. But uh, you got to play that more aggressively, especially, like you said, when you see when you see the angle of the running back. If, if he was to plant hard inside there or maybe if he was coming from back here and was like taking a different angle, then yeah, um, or path. But, yeah, just not, not a great play. But other than that, there's really, really nothing uh, other news from it. Um, I guess there's really, uh, you know, the Jets had four penalties for 33 yards, which is a positive, Marcus, because they've had some penalties. But four penalties for 33 yards, none on big plays. I, I think I'll take that every week for the rest of the season. So, oh yeah, that's not that's yeah, that's not, what's the number between three and five. So that's you know, yeah, it's not that's, bad. That's not, that's not bad at all. Especially mm-hmm. it's not negating any big plays. So that wasn't bad. I think one of them was on actually on like a kickoff or something like that or a punt return. So like it wasn't that bad. Right. Uh, other storylines from the game, obviously. Um, you know, Buster screaming out with a concussion, which is like his fourth concussion in the last couple of years. So he he's got a lot of concussions, man. Um, yeah. And uh, I guess shout out to the punter. You know, twenty five punts uh, this year for long of sixty two, average of forty seven and forty seven point nine. Not gonna lie, dude. Lackland words. We don't mention him a lot, which is good. He pins guys inside the twenty. He gets a lot of good punts, uh, good hang time. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a shout out to the punter because they don't get any love. And then from other this game, I think Curse has been pretty invisible, um, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's a, that's a that's because of the offense or because of him. I have to watch every single one of his snaps to really say definitively. But I'd like to see a little bit more of Curse. But uh, thoughts on that yeah. stuff, and then we'll move into the Colts game. Yeah, I would too. No, special teams are important, especially the punter. I mean, because anytime you get a chance to flip the field, um, you know that's you know I mean that puts you in a good situation and. And being able to pin, you know, pin the opponent, you know, inside the ten, you know, whatever it is, or deep in their own territory, I mean that that does any that does nothing but help your defense out. So that's great. And and on the curse issue, yeah, I'd like to see a lot more, a lot more, you know, with curse. Mm-hmm. You know, tell you the truth, and we've said that during the season, you know, especially like on third downs, you know, things like that. You know, we yeah. like to see him being used or being featured a little bit more. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're into the Colts game, then we'll wrap it up. Uh, Colts roster, like we always do, we look at the you – know, we just give our – kind of like our general opinions on, on the roster. Um, we'll just do like three positions at a time or something like that, or we'll do two and then three. Okay, so you have Luck, uh, who is playing well this year. The Versus the Patriots in the first half, he, he was pretty slow, and then he bounced back versus the Texans. He put up a bunch of yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's obviously one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Um, he still needs to work to be in that, that that top like three or five range like he was before his injuries, um, but still a really good quarterback, a guy who can scramble, a guy who can make plays, a guy who can extend the pocket, um, you know, re- very accurate. He takes a little bit too much of risk at times, but still a really good quarterback. And then the backfield behind him, Marlon Mack, Jordan Wilkins. Marlon Mack is coming back after – I think he played one game this year. Now he's coming back for this game. But not too worried about the running backs really at all, uh, Mack and Wilkins, whatever. Um, but Luck is a—he's still a, you know a good quarterback. So you have to worry about him for sure. If you get some pressure on him, yeah, no, and he's—he's he's looking better every week. So yeah. you know, I don't know. Everybody—the big thing was his arm strength and all of that. Well, I mean, especially in the New England game, I mean, he threw the ball fifty-two times, and a lot of those balls were money. You know, a lot of the balls that he was throwing. You know, to tell you the truth, so he, yeah, yeah, he—he, he, you know, I don't want to hear anybody say anything about his arm strength or whatever anymore because that's definitely there. It's, you know, the touch is there. You know, seems like it's coming back, and uh, you know him being able to place the ball is is uh is definitely is definitely there. But just because of this O line, should be able to get some pressure on them because a lot of these guys, I mean, they're decent, but they ha- they have so many injuries on both sides of the ball. It's just, you know, I mean, but they 
you know, they figure out a way to get it done, you know, which is what you got to do. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I, I just want, I, I, I don't like, it's not that I don't not like Andrew Luck. Like I don't dislike Andrew Luck because I guess the proper English. Um, but <laughs> like, I, it's, I think it's funny that he like, he gets hit and he says good hit to people and things like that. But I remember when he got drafted, like or the year after he got drafted, he said he wouldn't want to play for the Jets or something like that. So every time the Jets beat him, which I don't think they've lost to him yet. Or actually, sorry, they lost to him once. They got blown out on Monday Night Football. But they beat him in Indianapolis. They beat him in, like, 2013, and he's coming here. And I like when the Jets beat him because he said he didn't want to play for the Jets. I have, like, a personal vendetta against him at times. But uh, looking at the uh, the receivers and the tight ends, um, Hilton is doubtful to play right now. So that's a positive because he's their only real weapon. Ryan right. Grant from Washington, he's okay Chester Rogers, Zach Pascal. I, I, I'm not afraid of the receivers without Hilton. And then no. looking at their their tight ends too. Jack Doyle is doubtful to play this game. There's rumors he's not going to play. Eric Ebron. I don't know if he practiced today, but he did not practice Wednesday. And even if it's Eric Ebron, he's nothing special to be honest. And then they have Eric Swope. So their receiver and tight end group does not scare me really, really at all. Well, I mean, that'll scare you. But I mean, if you look at, I mean, they. I mean, they had. Well, obviously, T.Y. Hilton is playing. You know, obviously, he's you know he's a gamer for sure. Yeah. Justin Rogers looks like, I mean, and he got he was open. I know he had a couple of drops in the New England game, but he, I mean, he's you know he's a decent wide receiver. He can get open. And granted, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a guy. Um, Ebron actually came in and played well against New England. You know, he he actually looked like, you know, he kind of looked like the tight end and everybody was expecting him to be. You know, he made some big plays. So yeah, come out of North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. So if he can, if he's healthy, that might be an issue, especially when we're, you know, talking about him being massive versus linebackers or, or even against Jamal Adams, you know, that, that could potentially be a problem, you know, to tell you the truth. Uh, don't, you know, don't know, you know, if Doyle's going to play, but he's, you know, he's no, he, yeah, a, a little bit better. Than most he likely he's not going to. Okay. I mean, but either way, you know, either way of Ebron, that's, that probably means that Ebron's going to play in, and uh, Eric Swope is going to play, um, you know, it'll be the two guys. But then I, you know, the groups, you, you're not scared by these groups, you know, with the exception of T.Y. Hilton, but they've been productive, you know, they, you know, tell you the truth. So I don't know if you can see, yeah, see, Eric Ebron's on my squad, yeah. 28 yeah. points. Yeah. I know how good of a game yeah. he has. <laughs> <laughs> so you're really rooting for him? <laughs> yeah, well, if the Jets are winning a lot, he gets a touchdown. I'm not going to say I'm going to be mad. So uh, yeah, you secretly yeah, but, for your but, and again, if he doesn't if he doesn't play, you know it is what it is because I want to see the Jets win at the end of the day. But him uh, Doyle being that like most like likely out, and then him not practicing on Wednesday. Wednesday when you're playing a game on Sunday, especially you have to consider too that they had a uh, that Thursday night was it the Thursday night game they played uh, New England? Yes, yeah, so they had ten days of rest. And he's still not practicing on Wednesday. I don't know. That's probably not a good sign. Yeah, that, see, and that's the thing. Yeah, you've had 10 days and you're yeah. still not practicing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of rough right there. Yeah, so they are bang, about that. banged up. So you look at their offensive line, so you but like I said, you're not going to have your number one receiver who's a, who's a gamer, like you said. Doyle and Ebron probably not playing. I know Doyle definitely isn't, or like 99% sure, but you look at their um, offensive line, Anthony Costanzo, he's coming back. He's a he's a solid left tackle. Quentin yeah. Nelson is a guy who went really high in the draft. And Ryan Kelly is another guy who um, is I, was a center in the second round a couple of years ago or this year, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was this year at Alabama. Um, so their left side is actually pretty good, but their right side, Braden Smith and Denzel Good, I've literally never heard of. So I think you're going to attack that right side, which is mostly where Leonard Williams lines up. 
Yeah. Um, but their offensive line is it's it's okay. It's nothing special, but it's not as bad as it, it's been in years past because of the additions of you know Nelson and Kelly. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. So if you're if you're the Jets coming into the week, yeah, you definitely want to you know want to attack that right side. I'm, yeah. I'm like you, I, I I don't even know those two guys are on the right side. <laughs> I never heard of them. I mean, that's that's uh, the truth. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, to you. yeah, I know those guys. Uh, yeah, one came out of you know uh, Christian, you know whatever, Texan Christian Catholic, whatever school. I don't know. Um, and then you look at their defensive line, Al Woods, uh, Danico Autry, who, like I put, I put in here, did not practice on Wednesday, which is not a good sign. So defensive tackles, never really heard of them. And then their DNs, I've heard of. You know, Jabal Sheard, obviously, I've heard of him. And right. Marcus Hunt. But Marcus Hunt, another guy, did not practice on Wednesday. They're banged up. That's what they've been saying all week. So um, their front line, other than Sheard and, and Hunt, but he didn't practice, I'm not really afraid of them either. Yeah, not really afraid of them. And – and there's a lot of people that didn't practice on Wednesday, so I don't know if that was uh, – I don't know if that was – it can't be vet day because Tuesday's yeah, no, the, the, off day. Well, no, no, Tuesday's the off day now, depending on the schedule. And then, you know, Wednesday's kind of like the more physical day or whatever it is. So, if they practice – oh, today's Thursday. Yeah. So, if they practice today, going up, you know, going up into, you know, until the weekend, you know, I think they'll be all right. But definitely not scared of that group, you know, to, yeah. at all. Yeah, those are the guys who didn't practice, but there were some guys that the Colts beat reporters say like would not play for them for most likely, which was uh, you know, um, what's his name, Doyle and Hilton. Like they said, they're definitely not going to play. Um, yeah, so the front line, whatever. Um, even the linebackers, like listen, Najee, good, never heard of him. Now Darius Leonard is probably the defensive rookie of the year right now. Uh, he's yeah. he's balling, but he also didn't practice on Wednesday, so I'm hoping he doesn't play either. Um, but even if he does, he, he's he's a he's a good player for sure. He's gonna make some tackles. Anthony Walker, I've heard that name, but nothing special. So their linebacker group, I'm really just just Leonard. Um, if he plays, he's gonna make a difference. But at the same time, he's a he's a rookie, so you could uh, no rookie is perfect, but um, he's he's definitely been balling out. Yeah, no, he's having a, gr- a really good year. And I'm with you. He's you know he. He's definitely up for rookie of the year. Najee yeah. Gill's not bad. I mean, he's he's you know probably average, a little above average linebacker. Right. Um, you know, to tell you the truth, Anthony Walker don't know who that is. But um, yeah, I mean, not I mean nobody you know nobody they just besides Leonard. Uh, I mean, he's a standout in the group for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the other two are uh, you know probably just serviceable and they you know they fit what's you know what's needed right now. Yeah, they, uh, the Colts don't have their injury report up from uh, their practice uh, today. I can try, I'm going to try to find it, I guess, on, like, Twitter um, really quick. But so uh, looking at their secondary, Anthony Gathers, Gathers uh, did not practice Wednesday either. Uh, I, 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 who is that, to be honest? Uh, right. Hooker is a guy I loved, loved Hooker coming out of the draft. Uh, I wanted yeah. him over Jamal Adams, I'm not going to lie, um, yeah. because that dude's range is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been good for the Colts. So, uh, but he also didn't practice Wednesday. So I don't know what the hell is going on. It wasn't a vet rest day <laughs> because Hooker Hooker is in his second year. Yeah. So well, I mean, sometimes on those vet days, the starters, if you're a starter, even though you're a young guy, you get time off. Yeah. So they, uh, probably just call it a vet day. <laughs> um, Colts injury report. Let's see if anything's new for today. But uh, yeah, so they're secondary. Those two guys are, you know, uh, Hooker is a guy who has ridiculous range. So don't don't throw in his in his uh in his area, but um, gathers is whatever. And then even their corners, man, like Kenny Moore, Nate Har- Harrison, Pierre Desir, who was actually like a, a good guy coming out of the draft. I liked him. And then yeah. Quincy Wilson, like 
I'm not – there's really nothing on this defense minus Leonard um, who, I'm, who I'm really, you know, afraid of. You know, you have a good guy like Marcus Hunt, Sheard okay, Leonard all right, like Hooker. But overall, this defense is something – I feel like this is a defense the Jets can put up 30 points on. I really do. If they, if they yeah. play like they did, you know, versus uh, the Lions and the, uh, and the Broncos. Yeah, they should be able to. I mean, there's – you know, besides Leonard, you know, there's no, you know, and I would say Hooker, I'm with you on that. There's no yeah. real standout, you know, just on this, you know, on this defense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they, you know, you know, because they're banged up, they're having to put, you probably move guys around, but, you know, they're, you know, they should be, you know, somebody that they just can have mm-hmm. success against, you know, whether it be in the run game or the pass. Especially after seeing like Miami was pretty good this week too, you know, the Jets just kind of blew it, but, uh, you know, after seeing the Browns, the Browns, the Jaguars, the Broncos, and then going to the Colts, it's like different world. Like this, they've been playing really good defenses. Minus like the Broncos, obviously sucked last week. They're still like a, a big threat like with Von Miller, who they pretty much shut out. So you know, shout out to Beecham and Spencer Long. I'm not thinking about Spencer Long, but all those guys really played well. I gave them my number two stud of the game. So uh, you know, going from the, those type of teams to the Colts, the Jets should should beat this team. They really should. Yeah. Um, if they want to be what they say they are, you know, if they, this is the game they need to win if they want to get to that eight and eight, seven and nine um, type mark. So looking at the Jets injuries, um, Johnson, they say he's most likely not playing because of a quad injury that he suffered in practice last week. So he's not going to be back, which, you know, whatever. The Jets actually played pretty well without him, but obviously right. he's a <laughs> million dollar a year guy you want him to play, but uh, he hasn't been playing well this season, but hopefully he bounced back. Um, Buster Screen did not practice on Wednesday he had a concussion I think this is his fourth like I said with the Jets and uh usually if you if you if you main if you sustain or sustain uh you get a concussion w- during a game on Sunday you're not gonna play the next Sunday it's just usually how it works so he's most likely not going to play didn't practice again I, th- I believe today actually right. um Kevin Pierre Lewis didn't practice Wednesday because of a foot Andre Roberts didn't practice because of a elbow and a foot Crowell didn't practice Wednesday Long didn't practice and then I think the Jets are getting Neil Serling back but uh I think the only guys who are definite not to play right now are Johnson and, and Screen. Uh, I think Roberts is going to play because he actually, after he got injured in the game, he came back in and got a punt returning after they saw what you know Trenton Cannon could do or not do. Right. Um, so he'll be fine. But um, yeah, I think I think Johnson and Screen are not going to play in this game. So. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, <clears throat> I mean they're with you know the Jets are struggling. You know, even when Buster is in, struggling at the nickel position anyway. And I mean, and honestly, yeah, this is his fourth. Concussion. It's fourth or fifth. He might want to think about retiring. Yeah, like all seriousness. Like that's way too many, and that's that's just, that's a, that's. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, I don't know what his history was with you know with Cleveland before he got to the Jets. Googling now. Yeah, but I mean, seriously, dude, if you got four while he's been with the Jets, like he may want to consider, you know, shutting it down. Do you ever do you ever get a really bad concussion you're playing? Not like some of these guys. I mean, you know what? I don't know because here's why. Back in the day, if you get your bell rung, you just squirt some water on your face and you keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you really – you know, we didn't have the concussion protocols and, you know, things like that, you know, while I was playing. Uh, you know, usually they just, you know, ask you what your name is or what year is it. You just smell of salt, squirt a little water on your face, and, yeah, you keep rolling. So, I, yeah. I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I never had one where I was completely asleep. So, you know, yeah, but okay. I, I know I've had some where, you know, I've had my bell rung or, you know, I may not have known, knew, you know, I didn't know where I was, you know, for a, high, you know, a few seconds. You know, I, I do. My name is Marcus. What? What? <laughs> Who is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<clears throat> um, yeah, I, will, I, I only had I had one in, in high school. I wasn't tested for it, but I, I knew it was because there's actually like a try scrimmage, and uh, the the freshmen were in. Uh, they got, they put a couple of freshmen in to get some uh, some run with the uh, the varsity team, and uh, one of my guys was in a fumble pile up in a fumble, and I saw some guys like taking some shots at him, so I dove in head first into a freaking pile. That's how I got my concussion, like an idiot, head first yeah. into a pile, <laughs> and I started. I just saw green and red shades for like the next couple hours, and I was just my head hurts so freaking bad. Uh, that's what I remember. But uh, yeah, they suck. They definitely suck. Yeah. You can play with it, but they they unless you get knocked out, they they definitely your head freaking kills you. Um, yeah. That's true. And it's not like I got knocked. I didn't even get hit on a hard play. Like I got, I've, I've gotten hit so hard in a game by like this like freaking 220-pound little fullback who launched me because I was running up high. Um, I didn't get a concussion from that, but I got a concussion from diving into a fumble pile like a, like a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, any any keys to the game you want to uh, you want to hit on? I, I put some down because last week I didn't put any down. But uh, I put down you know blitz blitz luck. I think the cornerbacks can hold up against these wide receivers, get them pressured a little bit because he will um, leave the pocket and and make some plays, get some runs. He's gonna have like a twenty yard scramble against the Jets. I can almost guarantee it's happening every week. Um, against scrambling quarterbacks, right. um, no penalties. Do what you did last game. Establish your run game. Take some shots versus the defense to get the run game, the short game going. Because this defense is is. I think Rob Anderson has another touchdown to this game. I really, I really do. I don't think these corners can keep up with him. Um, force luck and some turnovers. And then my biggest thing I put in caps is respond. Don't come out stupid and lazy like they do after wins the last you know four or five years. So just just play like you did last game. You won one game. Don't let it get your your confidence. Your plan. You're so freaking good now. You know. Yeah, no, I agree with that, and um, definitely agree with putting a little bit of pressure on Luck. Uh, yeah. Only my only issue or worry about that is 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 you know in the secondary when across the coverage, man to man. I mean, we you know they've been off. I mean, quite a bit, and Luck looks like he's getting better. Mm-hmm. It depends on you know how well the you know that you know the the coast line holds up you know against yeah. the pressure that the Jets give. That would be my only concern in in blitzing them too much. Uh, definitely want to keep the keep the running game going. You know the more you can establish the run game, you know the more guys you know the more Indy's going to have to load the box up. Yeah. Uh, you know which leaves everybody else you know for you know opportunities on the outside. Um, and yeah. Forced Andrew Luck, yeah, definitely in the turnovers. I mean, he's known for that. You know, whether he's forcing the ball, bad balls, whatever it is, yeah, got to get some turnovers and got to and got to be able to force them. You know, especially against this guy that's known for that. And no, uh, and I definitely agree with the last one. You come yeah. off a good win, you know, and and who cares? Yeah, and who who cares how Denver played? Denver's a good team. Yeah, I mean they are. You know, they got a lot of talent on their team. You, mm-hmm. you know, you play well against them. You know, for the most part in every facet of the game. So. You should be, you know, the motivation, you know, to, you know, to come out and play well and respond, you know, after a win like this should be high. So everybody should be, you know, a lot of energy, you know, come out, execute, you know, and and, and definitely win this ball game. I agree with you on that. Yeah, it's just a de- the defense. Look at their defense. Like like the teams that we've had a run against with the Jaguars, and they actually got some good runs. Even the Broncos did what they did. Like I know they're not a great run defense, but like man, like they should really build a run on this team. Like with right. Burwell. Um, and these deep, like I, I really, I, I think I'm going to call it. I think Anderson gets a, a touchdown of 50 plus yards this game. I, I do. I think another one's yeah. coming for him. Yeah, um, I mean, he should. Yeah, he should. I mean, I guess this yeah. group, he should. Yeah, and uh, so uh, what's your score? What's your score prediction for this game? I actually, even put mine down again. I forgot. But uh, what's your if you had to, if you had to give me a score? 
Uh, if I had I'm not going to let your negativity get to me this week. Your negativity I'm, got to me last week. I picked the Jets to lose and see what freaking happened. No, I didn't. I'm, <laughs> no. I'm based off of, like, who the team is. Yeah, I mean, like, with this game, I mean, I'm talking about – I'm thinking, like, 34-21, 34-17 Ooh. Jets. All right. I mean, cool. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I have to go off of what I see. I mean – Yeah, no, I know. Uh, so, so Jets <laughs> – you're saying Jets th- – are, are you saying – you're saying 31 or, t- or 34? Uh, let's go. Uh, Ooh. let's go. Uh, there'll be a couple of field goals in there. So, and yeah, let's go 34, 17. All right. Yeah. I like it. 34, 17. All right. I'm going to go jets as well. Is it 34? Uh, man, I know that's a lot of points. I know I'll go 30. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go 31 because that was my football number in high school, and I like that number for whatever reason. Uh, I'm going to go 31 to 20 Jets. Uh, okay. Because I think Andrew Luck can move the ball a little bit on this on this def- on this defense, so they're going to get they're going to they're going to put up 20 points or get, get up some garbage time touchdown like they did against the, the Broncos, where it really sh- it was almost like the score should have been. What was the score? Tw- uh, 34 to 16 should have really been like almost uh, 10 to 34, but regardless, who cares? Um, right. So we're both picking the Jets, which is which is good. Uh, last week, though, um, we picked – so we both picked the Broncos. We lost on that one. I picked the Steelers. You picked the Falcons. The Steelers won 41-17. to First time they didn't screw me when I picked them. Um, I, this is the game I knew I shouldn't have picked, but I picked the Jags. You picked the Chiefs. The Chiefs won 30-14. to Damn. <laughs> uh, I picked against the Chiefs twice, and both times I lost. Obviously, um, next game we picked, we both picked the Vikings at the Eagles. The Vikings won twenty-three to twenty-one. We both picked the Texans, who beat the, the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football nineteen to sixteen. A uh, pretty good game, actually. Yeah. Um, and then Monday night, we both picked the the Saints, who blew out the Redskins, which is good for that fifty-dollar bet I got running. Um, so brought my record. You know, we both went four and two, which brought my record to fifteen. 16 and one and yours to 20 and 11. So I'm still five games behind. I really need to make it up. So it is what it is, but I need, at least I'm getting back to even um, true there, so true this there. week. There's another, there's another, like a lot of good games uh, that I, that I picked. I think we had like seven games I picked other than the Jets games this week. Uh, I just picked this one because it's Thursday Night football, but the, the NFC least as they call it um, was w- w- a couple of years ago. was like thought to be like the strongest division in football with after like yeah. Dak's rookie year and you had Eli with Odell playing really well with that defense that they, they, they all signed. And then you had the Redskins with Kirk cousins and then even uh, wow. Why am I forgetting the other team? Oh, uh, the, the Eagles who were just kind of whatever that year, but uh, they're, they're, right. they're probably the worst division in football right now. So the matchup of the NFC least the two and three Eagles at the, the one and four giants. Oh, that's easy. I'm taking the Eagles all day. All right. Have you yeah. seen the Giants play? Yeah, yeah, I have. Trust me. They play the smaller feet every single Sunday. They suck. Yeah, that's easy. I'm taking the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got Ertz in a big league, so let's let's get him a couple touchdowns. Uh, so we're both taking the Eagles. Um, next week or the next game is Sunday at one o'clock. The two two and one Steelers at the four and one Bengals. This is a big game for the Bengals. So I actually picked um before the year to win the the uh the afc north so I'm, I'm i'm pulling for the Bengals here so that's that's my pick yeah i'm gonna have to roll with the Bengals too man i mean i actually no i'm gonna go with the steelers all right i'm, roll, I'm gonna roll with the steelers especially after uh after what they did to atlanta 
Mm-hmm. And I know Atlanta's beat up on defense, you know, a little bit. I mean, but they still have a lot of offense there. Uh, so defensively, the Steelers, I guess they whatever they figured out, whatever they figured out, seems like at least for a week. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna roll with the Steelers on that. All right, cool. I appreciate the the the, uh, the gifted dub there. Um, so next game Sunday, one o'clock. The three and two Chargers at the two two and one Browns. This is actually probably the hardest game I had to pick. I, I this is a good. This is gonna be a good game. I actually think. Yeah, I think so too. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my boy Anthony Land. I'm gonna take the Chargers. Oh yeah, I forgot he's your boy. I can't even yeah. make this. <laughs> well, when the Chargers play like the Patriots. I'm just gonna put that game in there anyway, just so I know you're gonna pick them, and then I'll get a win. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'll, this is a. I really think the Chargers could lose this game. The Browns are are two and zero at home. Um, they're playing pretty well. I I think this is a team who's gonna get six or seven wins this year, maybe eight wins. Um, and the Chargers are kind of spotty. They're really like spotty and consistent team at times. But um. Yeah, so both in the Chargers there as well. Next game, uh, I think I know you're going to pick on this one, but it is what it is. Uh, Sunday, 1 o'clock, 3-1 and one Bears at the 3-2 and two Dolphins. The Bears. Yeah. I hate – you know, I hate Dolphins fans, man. So, I, I just – ugh. Um, I'm taking the Bears as well. Um, Sunday, 1 o'clock. This is a, this is a pretty good game. Um, Sunday, 1 o'clock again, 3-1 and one Panthers at the 2-2 two and two Redskins. I'm going to take the Panthers. Yeah, okay. Means. Same here. So, yeah, the Redskins are just they're, – they're a spotty team. I think they're playing in a bad division. And, plus, you know, I, I want to see them lose for obvious reasons that I've, that I've clarified before. Sunday, 425, 3-2 <laughs> Ravens, 3-2 Titans. This is a matchup of, of uh, two of the top five defenses in the league, you know, as of right now. So, this will be a good defensive game. One of those games you see where it's like 6-9 to nine or 7-10. to 10. I think it's going to be one of those type of games. Uh, maybe a little bit higher scoring than that. But – uh it's, yeah. I think this would be a good one. Yeah, I do too. But, uh, I'm going to take the Ravens on that. Row it, row it, old cool Joe. Yeah, all right. So both yeah. think, and Marcus Mariota's been – like, he's just – he's really spotty as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the so. Thing, yeah, the thing I don't like about Tennessee, you draft – you draft you draft a guy like Mariota, and it seems like you're, you're doing nothing similar to what he did. Yeah, plays to his strengths, yeah. Yeah, like you, everybody. I don't know what it is about Tennessee that everybody thinks that they have to play 1987 ball in Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but like seriously, like come on, like you got to do like that playing a quarterback for you. Like, let him go. Be, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Open it up for the dude. I mean, they just. I mean, but you got you know, but their head, all their head coaches have either been two defensive coaches and an O line coach. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's kind of like what you expect. Yeah, well, I I expect them to freaking pound the rock with Henry this year, draft him like the fourth round, and he gets like freaking five points a game right now. Like, what the hell? Yeah, but yeah, no, dude. Sure. The Titans, like, I don't know. You think they want to run some RPO and some read option stuff with like, Titans? So I, I think I think it's partially Mariota, but I think it's a lot on the coaches as well. Like, you, like, if you went to a better coach, like if he was with Doug Peterson, I think he would be considered. Yeah, he'd be doing better. a lot more. Yeah, if he was yeah. with somebody in that style, yeah, he'd be doing all kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so this is – and then the next game is the game of the week. This is going to be freaking awesome to watch. Uh, the 5-0 and Chiefs at the 3-2 and Patriots. This Chiefs. is freaking – You're going Chiefs? Uh, yeah, yeah, I – I the Chiefs. When I was doing Here's the this- thing. Wait, even with Al Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs has already shown that they can beat the Patriots in New England already. I mean, they did last year. Did the year before that, I want to yeah. say too. Yeah, so that's so like yeah, playing in New England isn't an issue, and it's early in the year too. Now, if you ask me this game during the playoffs, then I'm taking the Pats, but because it's early in the year, I'm taking the Chiefs. 
Yeah. What is the plan? Yeah, I have to roll with the Chiefs. So uh, the Steelers screwed me a couple times, and then I picked them last week. They they beat me. Uh, I I I got screwed by the Chiefs a couple times. So I picked against them, and then and then uh, last week they screwed me again. So this week I'm gonna take. I'm taking the Pats. I think it's in a turn. Uh I, I, I don't know. I guess it's not early enough in the year. Like the, I know it's really, really early in the year, like the first or second game where the Chiefs beat the Patriots the last couple of years at home. Um, yeah. They have some tape now on Mahomes, and it's Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. I just don't think the Chiefs. So like, I, so from my my main reason for this is I think I don't think anybody on the on the Chiefs defense can stop, um, you know, uh, Tom Brady. But you know, with the other side, I think that Bill Belichick he he has a little bit more talent on his defense, and he's gonna be able to stop Mahomes at least a little bit. Right. So that's the only reason I'm taking the Patriots, and I'm I do not feel good about it. I don't. But, <laughs> um, I'll be honest, but yeah. So going over the recap, uh, we both picked the Jets. We're both taking the Eagles. You're taking the Steelers. I'm taking the Bengals. We're both taking the Chargers. We're both taking the Bears. We're both taking the Panthers. We're both taking the Ravens. You're taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Pats. Uh, should be a, a fun week of games um, yeah. to watch. And uh, that is a show, Mark. Is there anything you want to uh, to close out with? No, that's it, man. I just uh, hope just show up again this week like they did last week, and she, hopefully uh, we got something else good to talk about next week. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I If they lose, it's going to be pretty depressing So I'm really expecting them to win this game. I didn't I expect to be them to If they the lose to the Colts, that, that's going to be really depressing. Yeah, it's, yeah it's going to be, be bad. <laughs> and then, and then you, after you lose to the Colts, you're going to play the Vikings – Right. Uh, at home and then you're playing the bears in chicago so right yeah, they need to, this is a this is a kind of like a must-win game like the last two games are kind of must-wins but uh yeah they need to win this definitely when you're expecting you're expecting a win after a big you know win that they just had last week so uh yeah. all right we'll be back next week uh the obvious stuff you know go subscribe if you're listening on if you're watching on youtube go to the, the podcast app just throw us a, a five star and a, and a review really quickly if you even if you don't listen to the podcast app uh, once we get up to 50, like I said, we have 14 right now. We're going to give away either a signed shirt or send you to a game. We'll, we'll figure out something when that time comes. Um, but there will be some type of reward. Um, so go do that and, uh, you know, stick with us. Check out all the other work at turnonthejets.com. And uh, we'll be back, you know, next uh, Wednesday or Thursday, breaking down, which, which is hopefully a freaking good game against the Colts. We'll see. But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Yep, I'm going, y'all.